I don't know where my energy is resting right now for you, but I know that I am full of uh, the Christmas spirit and meatloaf. Yeah, I'm I'm actually full of a little bit of grease right now. So we hate we 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 pulled the lunch or dinner time pizza on Christmas Day, and then I just rocked some Indian food for dinner here the day after. So you'll die. You'll die from that combination. That's a tough yeah. combination. <laughs> it's, I'm just I'm playing uh, footsie with heartburn here. Right wow. Now. It's, it's yeah, dude. You plugged it up with the pizza, and then you just added napalm on top of it just to keep it inside you for longer? What was the plan there? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, we're trying to plaster it up. We're trying to make sure that it just comes out as one big, solid chunk. <laughs> Great. Great. Wait, what a way to lead lead off the last podcast of the year. We're just going to get right into it. No, no, no fooling around this cold open nonsense. You know what? It's too goddamn cold for a cold open. I'll say that. We don't yeah. need to make it any more cold around here. I know. You get negative 30 degree wind chills. I'm not in the mood for a cold open. I want a cozy warm open. Man, negative 30 up there where I just assume it's always negative 30 for you. Just in my head, it's constantly way too cold to live. But it got down to negative 18 and, you know, us mountain hillbillies in our Bermuda shorts running around, <laughs> not real sure what's going on with that. Like our car, like our lawnmowers wouldn't start. We couldn't go down the, down the mountain for a swig because <laughs> I couldn't get the lawnmower to start. Battery was frozen. I don't know how you guys do it. You just got to stay inside, man. Stay inside. At some point, it's all just cold, right? Like, yeah. under a certain temperature, you're just like, that doesn't. Negative 30, negative 40, it's, it's just cold. Once it's, the Fahrenheit and the Celsius cross over, once they touch, <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same. Yeah, when Fahrenheit meets Celsius, which sounds kind of like... Like a, a a ballad from Mariah Carey in '94, when 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 Fahrenheit meets Celsius, my heart is with you, or something along those lines. Did you have a good Christmas? Did you get anything cool? Did you get any new bandanas? Had a fantastic Christmas. Actually, no bandanas. I do mm. usually get at least one. Not 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 true. I got an early Christmas gift that was a bandana. So, uh, you know, thank you to my friend Sean. A little chocobo bandana from Final Fantasy. Mm. Um, but it was a good it was a good Christmas. It was real slippery roads around here, so we had to make a last minute pivot on our travel plans. So I couldn't go up and visit my family, which was a bit of a bummer, but we still were able to get over, hang out with Leah's family, some good gifts, lots of good food, mm. uh, hung out, and then yeah, it actually made for a rare, kind of relaxing Christmas day. Not that I wouldn't want to see my family, I love seeing my family, but our tradition has always been to, to travel Christmas Eve to be up north for Christmas Day. And this time it was just the two of us chilling at home. We watched Home Alone 2, ate a pizza. It was like uh, just very, very low-key. Quite nice. We have to bring it up because you and I, you know, again, we only talk on here every two weeks. We don't have a relationship. We're <laughs> podcasters. We're professionals, okay? Yeah, exactly. We show up it's to a, work. It's a job. We, we punch it in. We punch it out. But we here in pre-recording, we find out that we both watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, respectively, at the same time without realizing it. That's amazing. I know. And I watch exactly two movies a year on a good year. So, like, the odds that you would possibly time that correctly and line up with me, it's a Christmas miracle. There's no, no other way to put it. It really is. Matilda, eat your heart out. Well, folks... <laughs> 
Speaking of a Christmas miracle, we're coming in hot with our last episode of the year. This is the the episode 59, seminal 59, the, the mm-hmm. number every podcast is trying to get to. Old 59, we're here for you. I'm Travis, sitting over there further up north and even colder somehow, the Minnesota tenderloin himself, Steve. And we're just a podcast. We talk about the games we're playing and beating. You know, you made it this far in the podcast. You're like, these guys sound great, man. They're talking about Christmas. They're talking about Home Alone movies. Could it get more fun than this? I'm here to tell you, absolutely, this is a fun podcast. Sure, it sounds like a spreadsheet gone wild, but it is fun. (laughs) I mean, we make it fun. That's the whole, like, whole mission statement of the show. We make it fun with spreadsheets turned wild. Yeah, that's right. Now, at the end of the show, you're thinking, Will it stay fun the whole time? Let me tell you, at the very end of the show, we're going to be recapping basically our last 26 shows. We're going to be telling you what from our beat, beat uh, you know, I almost said beat log. I guess you would call it a beat log, whatever went from the backlog, you beat it, it yeah. goes into the beat log. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be going through there, we're going to be kind of recapping, you know, looking back on this fine year. What were some of our favorite games to beat? Which ones really stood out? What uh, Maybe some of the longer ones, some of the poopy ones. Which ones were poop? (laughs) Uh, We'll get through all that. We'll have fun doing that uh, and looking forward to that at the very end. Kind of some superlatives. How we did on our yearly goals. We had yearly goals, uh, four of which I forgot about just before Steve reminded me of what they were. Uh, (laughs) So we'll we'll, we'll find out if if we hit our marks there. I'm excited. This is going to be a good show. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I always like doing the end of the year stats and things like that. And as you would expect, our list, when we get down to the top five beats, it's going to be anything's fair game. We're not sticking to 2022. I mean, I think if we said we were sticking to new games, that would literally cut Trav completely out of the conversation. So, Trek to Yomi would be my number number (laughs) five, four, three, two, and one. What a great game. And I haven't played it, so that would make for excellent conversation. (laughs) Um, But yes, you'll begin a wide range of stuff. And because, you know, we're closing the book on that uh, every year challenge that we did, uh, we've got a whole big wide range of time frames to choose from. That's right. That's right. So we'll recap all of that and more at the very end of the show. Uh, First up, though, you know. Things that are coming soon, and we told you it'd be a fun show, but gosh dang, there's just no games coming out between here at the end of the year and the first couple, uh, first week and a half there of January. I wouldn't have gotten to play them anyway, Steve, for the you know few days leading up there to when we usually uh, uh, do our switch off to the next episode. I'm going to be at Magfest, yeah. so I'm not going to I'm not going to be ear to the ground on anything coming out, uh, and you'll be frozen solid to something. So it's just <laughs> not a good time of year for games to come out. Yeah, not not a thing. I, honestly, I don't know if any games are even coming out, but turns out game releases take a holiday vacation too. Although, because the the world demands content, I did want to at least throw one little one little attaboy, one or one little uh, toss one treat to the people and say, Sports Story did just drop. It's like it like Stealth dropped a couple days ago, and this is one that I know a lot of people have been excited about. It's the sequel to Golf Story. Which mm-hmm. was everyone's favorite uh, indie darling at the beginning of the Switch's life cycle. So they they just hot dropped that new bad boy. It was it was kind of a people were starting to sweat because they said it's coming out 2022, and December hit and it was kind of radio silence. I, there were a couple of 
outlets to try to like get an interview, ask about it. And they were getting kind of dodgy answers. They, the sports story devs were talking like I do about a work project where they're like, yeah, you know what? We're real. I'm targeting end of the year. We're going to see how it goes. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, they were heads down and suddenly out of nowhere, you know, basically right around Christmas, boom, game drops. So go play that. If you're excited about it, you literally have nothing else coming out to distract you until probably the middle of January. Nice, nice. You know, when people get a get a game like that, Shadow Drop, they love it. But when Limited Run drops a game six months late out of nowhere, people get upset. And I don't understand the <laughs> double standard. But enjoy your sports story. I'm sure it's good. I, I'm interested myself. Uh, in fact, is there, is there, a, is there a physical physical edition of that? Uh, not yet, but I kind of have a, a, a just an understanding that anytime Limited Run does a physical version of a game, any other game that that company does will inevitably find its way onto the slate, right? So mm. they did a golf story run. I have to imagine a sports story is in the cards. I'm here for it. I expect that in 2025, no later. All right. <laughs> now, uh, Steve, man, let's just kick it off. Let's, because it's cold, let's get that friggin' hot seat heated up. Let's both sit <laughs> on it. Let's cuddle up on it because <laughs> my cheeks have been frigid. I know I can tell yours are. Uh, don't ask how. And uh, we we should just sit here together and endure a hot seat brought to us by our good pal Top Spot One Two Three with a good email. Yeah, he he wrote into us with with I think an interesting hot seat here. So why don't I read it for you? Okay. It says howdy hunks. That that's us. That's you and me. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It says it occurred to me that a recent conversation from a blink stream might make for an interesting polykill discussion. So here it is. When a game is either excellent or poor, it's very easy to clearly express that opinion. But when a game is somewhere in the middle, it can be difficult to choose an adjective with enough nuance to ensure that it'll be understood, especially within the tight character limits of a beat tweet. Is okay better or worse than decent? I'm providing you with a short list of eight middle-of-the-road game descriptives. I'd like you to list these words in order of good to bad. You can pit them against each other bracket style to compile a list together, or you can each separately form a list using your gut opinions, then compare the results with each other. Here are your words in random order. It says average, decent, unexceptional, okay, mediocre, standard, adequate, and unobjectionable. Thank you. I hope your holidays are slash were very, very above average. From mm. Thank you, Top. Much appreciated. I think this is interesting. He does say it came from a stream. The original two words were the example he gave. It was okay and decent. We were we were going back and forth about what implies higher quality. If you say a game is okay, is that better or worse than saying something is decent? So maybe I didn't prepare a list ahead of time. I assumed we would kind of build this together, mm-hmm. uh, working through these. Why don't we? Why don't we kick it off with that one? What do you feel about okay and decent? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. That whole list of words he gave are the ways people have described me as a person and the way I've described <laughs> my own penis. So I'm very familiar with these words. I I tend to uh, I tend to be forgiving when I use these words. These are when I use a word like this, it probably means deep, deep down. I feel a little less about it than what's coming out of my mouth. At every time that uh, we're getting intimate with uh, each other, I say to Leah, you know, better make room and port for the old SS unobjectionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I, uh, I'm sure she responds well to that. And I always do tell folks, you know, because I'm very often, for comedic sake, I'm very often um, 
you know, I, I put myself down a bit for the funnies. But as much as I'll self-slander, I will say, but I have a decent penis. You know, yeah. Just as a kind of like, look, I'm a garbage person. I just eat potato chips all day and rarely shower. I got a decent penis. That's okay. You know, like it's on okay. the bright side. So because of that, I think uh, I tend to associate decent with kind of better than I better than you'd think, which means it's okay. kind of good. Like, no, no, right. it's decent. Like, that's me trying to, like, I know what you're thinking, but listen to me. It's a little better than you're thinking. So you're saying decent, obviously, then better than okay. Now, I think I think that is sort of the commonly held opinion. That's what basically my entire chat was saying. I disagreed, but I think I'm biased here because when you're playing uh, in the groove, the dance video game I'm always playing, they use these type of descriptives as a measure of how close to perfectly you hit the arrow on target. So the best rating you can get when you try to hit an arrow is fantastic. Then one under that is great. One under that is good. Uh, but a decent breaks your combo. If you get a decent, that's essentially like missing the arrow. You don't. Mm. You never want to see that. So I think of decent as a something with a negative connotation. If someone says decent, I'm thinking... It's, it's right below the fold. And as mm. and I think okay is a little more cheery, a little more optimistic. But I I seem to be pretty alone in that, so I'm willing to concede here decent is, is going to be better for our list than okay. Yeah. And, well, I think with okay, very rarely do people say that's okay. They might say that's just okay. Like that's – it was just okay where that yeah. tends to knock it down. I've never seen yeah. anybody excited about an okay like that was okay. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm so anyway, so we're okay. So we're saying decent over okay. All right. Let's uh, let's pit average against adequate. The two A's. Let's go double A battery on this. Average I, against adequate. I think of those two, average comes out a little better. I think if someone, if you're saying something's average, uh, you're kind of saying like, yeah, you know what? In the context of games, it was it was, it was an average game. It was fun. You know, it was a bag of potato chips. You'll you'll have a good time with it. It's good enough. If you say something was adequate, it seems like you're trying to intellectualize that it was a little bit of an underperformer. Yeah. You're trying to be like, mm, it it's was playable. It was, it was yeah, it was adequate. Like it served a need. Uh, it's not not quite as uh, as as soft as, sure. as average. And from our point of view, average. Well, let me say our line for adequate is much lower than what we consider average. We'll play yes. an average game. We'll play a slightly below average game and maybe still have fun. Our adequate's way down there. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I agree. I think average, a little better than adequate. If someone right. tells me I'm adequate, I feel awful. Yeah, that's an insult, right? If someone yeah. tells me I'm average, I'm like, that's fair. Like, there's a lot of people in the world. There's, there's Almost certainly there's people better than me at whatever we're talking about. But if they say you're adequate, it's like, you're about to get slapped. Yeah, that means there's very few people worse than me. Yeah, exactly. It's like who's who's behind me in line right now? Exactly. I can't who's even tell. inadequate. I want to stare at them and judge them and feel better about myself. All right, what's our next pairing? All right, why don't we toss up? I think why don't we hit the uns? The okay, hit yeah. The unexceptionable versus the unobjectionable. Now, what's weird is I've never I've never referred to something as being unobjectionable in my life. I feel like Top really wanted to get a solid eight in there. He was like, where's, what's another one? I've never used that term. But I feel like if someone said, 
I was unobjectionable, I think I would just mistake it for a compliment. I, from someone smarter than me, yeah. They're like, like, a, <laughs> yeah, like the EMF song. I'd be like, well, that's it's like unbelievable. You're unobjectionable. It's, I'm amazing. Yes, I I agree with that. And and to contrast that, if someone calls me unexceptional, they're specifically that, that that's even meaner than adequate. I think like they're specifically saying he is not worth remarking on. This dude is without qualities that deserve attention. Sure, but also like something that's exceptional is great. Most things are un- unexceptional. I can't I don't even know how to say the word cuz you moved it. Unexceptional. <laughs> I will, now I want to add like uh, three uh-bulls to it. Unexceptional. I, I did that when we were first describing it. It's unexceptionable. <laughs> <laughs> See, we you know what? We're un- we're unqualifiable to even make these <laughs> we don't even know what the words are. I think I don't know. I almost want to disqualify unobjectionable because I'll never use it. Why don't we make this the top seven descriptors presented by unobjectionable? <laughs> yes, we've disqualified unobjectionable for being unobjectionable. We're not smart enough for that word. It's too many letters. If it's if it's longer than a wordle word, I don't know how to pronounce it. So that one, that one's out of there. So, so that that uh, that's going to give unexceptional a buy. And now we have mediocre versus standard. And see, I think standard, it kind of depends on what you're judging, but if something is the standard, it that could be a good thing. That could be well above average. Like, that's the standard. That's a good thing. Yes. Uh, and, and, I mean, around these parts, we're not picky. A standard game is what we're looking for, man. If I came to you please. and I'm like, yeah, I played this Super Nintendo game. This is a pretty standard platformer. You'd be like, hell yeah, how much is it going for on eBay? I'm buying Seriously. a copy right now. If yeah. I came to you and I said it's, it's a pretty mediocre platformer, You'd still buy it, but you wouldn't think I was giving it a glowing endorsement. You would, you'd be like, ah, <laughs> exactly. I don't, if, I don't know if I should make this a top of the buy list. And much like you were referring to adequate, mediocre is a trendy word people have picked up to slam something. Yeah, because it's just like hard middle. Like, it, <laughs> like not only are you average, you're so average people don't even see you. you yeah. <laughs> yes, standard is, you know it. It checks the boxes by whatever metrics that thing necessitates. Mm-hmm. Mediocre is it is without remark. It is something that is not worth giving a second look at because it's doing nothing worth discussing beyond this initial conversation. So I I would always say mediocre is worse than standard. Okay. All right. So that leaves us with uh, we got decent, <coughs> average unexceptional which is going to get a buy into the next round and standard we're all seeing are on the better half of things yep, then we have I would, uh, I would agree we have okay <clears throat> adequate and mediocre on the underside of things and this is unobjectionable that what I said was <laughs> all that is unobjectionable I have <laughs> no concerns there so. whatever whatever that may or may not mean all right, uh, so let's uh, let's just order the top four. Let's see if we could do that just to speed right. it up. Uh, so right. we have decent, average, unexceptional, and standard. I'm still on the side of things, and I know I'm going to go against your dance, dance, revolution uh, <laughs> bias here, but I still feel like of those, decent and standard are better than average and unexceptional. I feel like that list goes decent, standard, average, unexceptional. I think that's the order. That's 
exactly what I think. All right. So then if that's the order, let's go one by one and just plop each of these where they fit in that existing list. So gotcha. Okay. Uh, do you think something that's okay is better or worse than something that's decent? I think decent's probably better. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we did that. That was our first our first bout. Yeah. I think I think I would put it maybe between standard and average. You would? If or do you, okay, do you think okay is a little savage? I think okay is maybe a little savage. I feel like if someone says something's okay, they're being terse about how average it is. Uh-huh. It's definitely better than unexceptional. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, 100%. all right. So... Maybe maybe a little little meaner than average, but not unexceptional. I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, man, whoever th- this bottom three, whoever's using these is petty. This, that person's petty. I don't want to talk to them about game recommendations at all. They call my game adequate. You kidding Oof. me? Oof. Come on. If I saw if I designed a game and I saw someone call it adequate in a review, buddy, I would I would be no longer sending review copies to that album. <laughs> Yeah, I think that falls certainly under okay, and maybe above unexceptional. Yeah, I think I think so. And then all that leaves then is mediocre, which uh, mediocre is a pretty loaded term, man. It's it's maybe the most insult of any of these. It's it's used, it's leveraged against something more than almost any of these other ones are. Yeah, but if I think about the term itself. I do think something that's mediocre is probably better than adequate because adequate seems like it's just barely mediocre. Oh, like adequate is it? It struggled to hit mediocre. Like it, it still yeah. hit mediocre, but it was by the skin of its uh, teeth. There, I mean, almost fitting that mediocre is almost the middle of our list here. Not quite. That would have been real poetic, but mm. it's it's almost the middle of the list. Yeah. So our list, and I could go, I could probably flip and flop average and okay, depending on the context, really. Yeah. Or the up, the inflection of someone's voice when they said these things. Or just who, who the person is. Like, you know, yeah. based on who you're talking to, if, if whether or not they're using it the way that we probably do, or whether or not they're kind of weaponizing that, that word. True. So. Yeah. If someone asks you like, hey, Steve, how you doing? You say, I'm okay. Like, yeah. that's yeah, above okay. average. Yeah, Totally. But if you said like, "Oh, this game is 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 just okay," I feel like yeah. there's a difference between okay and just okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> that's but true. just okay is mediocre or adequate. I mean, right? You kind of have to say it's just okay though, because if you if I asked you a game and you said it's okay, and that was it, like that was your whole sentence, I would think you were <laughs> mad at me. Like, why are you being <laughs> so <okay>. terse? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did I do to exactly. upset you? Okay, so are, are we going to sign off on this as the uh, polykill-endorsed uh, way to describe an unexceptionable game? Unexceptionable? Yes, yes. All right, all right. So our final list is your top seven descriptors for a middling game presented by unobjectionable <laughs> is decent. That's the best way you can. That's the best mm. way you can describe something. Decent. Pretty then decent. it's a standard. Then it's average. Then it's just okay. Then it's mediocre. Then it's adequate. Then it's unexceptional. Mm. Oh. Mm. That's, That's if you ever hear me describe your beat tweet as unexceptional, unexceptionable, you know what it means. <laughs> you know, you know what's, what's funny is uh, this is actually uh, 
how Viar. This is his whole spectrum of ratings for games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just assigns a number to each of these. Yeah, Decent from- is ten. Standard <laughs> is nine. All the way down. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, love you, Byer. All right, that was uh, well. That was fun for us. I don't know if that was okay or mediocre to listen to, but gosh dang, I had a good time <laughs> yeah. doing it. Yeah, thank that was you, a good Top's one. Part. Thank you, Top, for writing that in. That was a fun hot seat, and it required putting my thinking cap on. It's definitely one of those things that the more I think about, I think a couple of my answers could change over time. But I'm Absolutely. pretty pretty good where the list landed. All right. Well, uh, we played that game. Now it's time to talk about the games that we are playing with our controllers and i've got two years uh, steve has given up on game he's retired it's the end of the year <laughs> yeah. he's coasting he watched two movies so he can't play any more games <laughs> that's true i'm a changed man all right <laughs> a whole new me um so i mentioned last episode these two games which are brave fencer musashi and death stranding i'm still plugging away on those now i got a few beats in between and uh the reason that i guess you could say i'm still playing these two games uh, is because i really didn't i played other games <laughs> Uh, that's why these are still uh, still considered active. I did put a little bit of time, though, into Brave Fencer Musashi. And uh, what I said last time about it just being go up, the, uh, go up the mountain, down the mountain, up the mountain, down the mountain, I thought for sure we were past that. That game is 100% go up the mountain, go down the mountain. I'm 10 hours in. I've gone up that mountain and down that mountain about 50 fucking times in that game. It's built into the story. Anytime you talk to someone and you don't know where to go, just go up the mountain and figure it out. <laughs> I mean, at this point, are you sure that you're not just forgetting to save your games? Every time you load it up, you just replay the same story part again over and over? Oh, you would think that's the case. Now, this, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. This does have a weird save feature. I guess it's not weird, but um, maybe I just haven't played a ton of like PS1 era games that are like this. But, you know, you have your, you can go to your inn and you can save, you know, when you're in town. But they also have these, um, like, you can save in a dungeon. But if you turn off your game, you lose that memory. So it's just basically a save for while you're playing. Okay. Uh, so that, I mean, that's kind of neat. Again, most of the dungeons are on top of the mountain. You just have to get to the top of the mountain. And then that's the, the game should have just been on top of the mountain. They didn't, if they put the village <laughs> on the mountain, there's, there, the game would last an hour. We wouldn't have needed all of this trekking back and forth. It is, uh, you know, I, I'm dogging it a little bit. It's actually kind of a difficult game to explain this, the the way that it is, I guess, sort of structured. Because there is a there is a hub town, and then there's a different hub castle where you can talk to villagers. It has a bit of a, uh, I'm going to liken it to Dark Cloud because you are rescuing town folk, and then you have to go talk Ooh. to them, and they give you things to to help you on your quest. I mean, they're actually trapped in crystals that you break open, you and know, there's trees and porches yeah. and stuff in there. Well, just the people, uh, Aww. the porches and the trees are still there, thankfully, but it, you know, it has some of that stuff. It's not uninteresting, but I am a little tired of some of the, I guess the archaic, uh, fluff they put around making you trek places, uh, because it's, you know, early yeah. 3d open worlds. So they were like super, they built it. They built this mountain. They were like, dude, this is a good mountain. We need to, I mean, feature it like four or five times. Get it in there as much as possible because we have, we're we low on assets right now. We only got like a little bit of budget left. Just center the whole game around that around that goddamn mountain. And boy, did they. So mm. it's all right. And I'm going to go ahead and say about Death Stranding, I put a few more hours into it. I couldn't tell you what I did. I couldn't even tell you what I did if I wrote it down because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I think I made some progress. I delivered some packages and, and stepped yeah. in some mud. I mean, that's as far as I know, that's the whole game. I think yeah. sometimes the footprints appear in the mud without you stepping in it, but that's about the extent of my knowledge. 
Yeah, I mean, visually crazy. Some things came up out of the mud and like tried to like trap me, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy! It's awesome!" But if you ask me, like, who are those things and what do they want? Nah, I don't know. Just yeah, just keep trekking. <laughs> just deliver these packages. Yep, that's hey, just keep on keeping on, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm only playing one thing. All right, just a single dang game. This is gonna be our shortest now playing segment ever. Uh, it kind of like you, I mean, th- there's some other stuff in the background I'm working on, but the only thing I'm focused on is tunic. And what you're thinking, buddy, you already beat tunic earlier this year. I was going to say, well, didn't you just beat tunic? Let me go ahead and say it. Didn't you just beat tunic earlier this year? I did. I what? did. So, what are you doing? So I've been looking at the old PlayStation trophies and oh, doing a little bit of review revisit. And I'm getting real close to one Hunsky trophies, the fat triple digits, 100. Oh, Hundred platinum trophies. Now, and, now, let me ask. Let me, you know, let's be transparent here. Is Rusty pushing? Or is this just I mean, a you think? If you count ninety five as pushing, but, I mean, I would uh, a little bit. Some of us have ninety nine. So <laughs> that's. <laughs> some, I mean, you know I'm, what? Sometimes I pull for Rusty. I just want you to know he you seems know like he's a gracious underdog. If I was to describe Rusty's trophy situation, it, it's average. It's average. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not exceptional. <laughs> that would make yours decent. Yeah, it's I'm doing pretty decent. I'll tell you See, that right yeah, now. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, I've been I've been looking at the trophies and what's real fun is there's a website you can use to track like if you're a trophy person, it's a website trophy called pervert. PSM Profiles. Let's be honest, yeah, if you're, trophy pervert. If you're a trophy pervert, all right. Mm-hmm. If, that's fair. If you're a trophy pervert, it's a website called PSN Profiles. It tracks every PlayStation game you've ever played, all your trophies, what you're missing, shows you like what percentage, oh. like how common a platinum trophy is among people that are interested enough in trophies to go to a trophy focused website. So, you know, on, on PlayStation Network, you'll be like, oh, 2% of the people have this trophy. But then on PSN profiles, 30% of the people have it. So you're like, okay, this is actually a pretty common trophy for people who care about this type of thing. Okay. Um, and so I'm looking at, you know, tracking that website and I was like, I'm getting real close to 100. And on that, on that site, they give you like milestones. It's just a little, little tiny thing, little sidebar. It says like, you, this was your first trophy. This is your thousandth trophy, et cetera. Uh-huh. But, but every 50, they, they call it a milestone platinum and it, it shows up kind of separately. This was your 50th platinum trophy. And my 50th was Outer Wilds. One of my oh. all time, if not my all time favorite game. Love that game. And so coming around on a hundred, I was like, I got to do something. I, I can't, it can't just be a throwaway game. Right. So, right. Like it's got to be something that I care about. I decided I wanted, I want to make it. So every 50 platinum trophies, I pick an indie banger. One of my all time favorite indie games. We make that a milestone trophy. So when we eventually get up to three, 400, whatever it'll be years and years from now, I can look back and I'll be like, oh, you know, this at, at, at a hundred, I hit tunic at 150. I hit super meat boy at, et cetera, et cetera. I think, think that'll be a good way to do it. So when I originally played Tunic, I played it on, uh, it was on Game Pass. I played it on Game Pass. So I I bought and downloaded the PlayStation version and started shipping away at that because I need to get that as my 100th Platinum Trophy. And it's interesting because Tunic is, I, I, without giving anything away, it is the type of game that your second playthrough, you go in with a lot more knowledge of mm-hmm. things. There, There's mechanics and systems in place and just a general understanding of the world and its layout that make a second playthrough a very different experience. You could all, almost could compare it to like the original Legend of Zelda, where if you know where all the dungeons are, you know where all the bombable spots are, you know how to go get the the ring and everything. Like 
you can you can do things out of order you can kind of like you feel more in control and tunic is very much like that too so it's been fun going back revisiting because i've just been powering through stuff i know exactly what to do and where i'm getting pretty close to finishing it up uh and like i may be like 80 percent of the way through the game and it's only Mm. taken me like seven hours versus my 20 something hours it took me the first time to beat the game so it's been really fun to revisit it's nice Nice, relaxing game. I enjoy yeah. using Tunic. Still one I need to get to. I hear that it's, uh, some people consider it kind of tough, but uh, I like I like a bit of the, uh, I guess, the tough throwback type Legend of Zelda type uh, gameplay. So one of these days I'll settle down into a nice bowl of Tunic. Yeah, well, no Fizz dish yet. I'm desperately waiting for that Fizz dish. So as soon as one comes up, you know, we'll make sure that you get that you get on the train. <laughs> we, we will. All right. I love that. Love the sound of that. <laughs> Teamwork. Well, good on that. Hope you get your uh, your goddamn trophy. Because uh, 100 would feel pretty good, I'm sure. Yeah. It would round it out nicely by the end of the year. I'd, I'd You've be been working pleased. on the... How long has it taken you to get to 100? How many... I mean, how many years of, like, uh, you know, uh, purposeful trophy getting trying? I mean, there might have been a span of time where you just got them and didn't really think you'd go for the gold, but now you're into it. Yeah. Since you've taken it seriously, how's that? How fast do you get into a hundred? You know, it's funny. We, on my stream, I was going through my entire history on PSN profiles and we went from the start. The first trophies I got were in 2009, uh, I think, or maybe 2011. It was very early. And up through 2019, I had 10 or 11 platinums. So it took a decade to get 10. (laughs) <laughs> and then it was right around 2019 and especially 2020, you know, it became one of my like side hobbies during the pandemic. So that's when they really started shooting up. Plus that's when, you know, 2021 is when Rusty and I started going head to head and that obviously shot it up. So it's been about, I'd say three years of like good conscious trying and I've gotten about 90 Platinums in that Heck time. yeah, so. dude. That's awesome. So I guess my question was geared toward like, Will we expect a 200 in the next, you know, couple years or so? Now, I know you've you've gotten to 100 because you've gone back and cleaned up some that you had already put dents in. So you might not have that for the next 100. Could take could take more time. We'll see. Yeah, I think we will. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I I think that we see more trophies in my future. And for now, I'll leave it at that. But we might be having that conversation again in the not-too-distant future. Heck yeah, dude. Well, hopefully it's on this podcast and, uh, <laughs> before it ends in, what did I say, uh, two and a half, two and a half years, four and a half years? Yeah. Whichever, whenever it, the, the the prophecy comes true, hopefully we'll hear. Yeah, whatever the podcast half-life is. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know, uh, speaking of podcast half-life, it's podcast halftime and it's time hey. to plug ourselves. Uh, it's actually about a third of the way time, usually by how this works but you know that doesn't matter Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far be sure to check us out on our website polymedianetwork.com we got more shows over there more podcast shows that is Uh, for instance you can find Drunk Friend that's a podcast that I do with good old Alex of uh, SNES Drunk he and I uh, we just wrapped up our stint of uh, being America's 90s ass podcast with our most recent 1999 episode featuring our special guest Pam of Cannot Be Tamed fame we partied like it was 1999 we did it all the way through we're about to move into the aughts as they call it so we'll see it'll probably still be a very 90s ass podcast that just talks about the 2000s nah it'll be good though I'm excited for the 2000s series because the aughts is it's a weird time the first half of them are gonna feel weird and retro like the 90s and i think the later you get it's gonna weirdly start to feel 
just like you're talking about current events. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. We'll, we'll see, see, how, we'll it see goes. how it goes. Good one. Uh, well, if you want even more high-quality podcasts featuring Trav, but also, you know, featuring some other folks, too. It's not just him. You can check out Tales of the Lesser Medium, where you can hear a bad story and laugh a lot while doing it. That's a bad video game story, by the way. <laughs> now, I'm told, you know, I got, beep, 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 I got word from the back office here that there is a new script that should be wrapping up soon. Mm. Now, I've heard that before. I know the cadence of this show. Uh, Trav, can you, can you confirm and do you have a uh, percentage update on how far along that script is? I would say that script is uh, probably around probably around ninety, probably, probably oh. around ninety percent, which means we're we're probably like uh, you know we got magfesting in the way, but we, we probably got about a month before we're hitting the microphones on that on that bad boy. Nice, I'm excited. I'm excited now. I'm assuming you, you typically don't give us teases for what the game is, and know you want that to be fresh and hot. But mm-hmm. can you tell us is it going to be the start of a series or is this a one off? This is a one off. This is a one off. But it's right. you know what I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be one a lot of folks are excited about so we'll see hopefully uh, hopefully folks are as excited about it as uh, as we are because it's uh, it's a girthy one. Oh, you love to hear it. You love to hear it. Well, you have a month to look forward to that, folks. And in that month, you're going to need other podcasts to listen to. So you can go over and head out to We Got Goosebumps. That's Trav and Dylan talking all things Goosebumps books. They got mm-hmm. their sixth episode. Six. All right. That's that's getting up there. The podcast makes it past four episodes. You know they're serious about it. That's right. So sixth episode on Let's Get Invisible just dropped hot on the feed. Give it a listen. Yeah, dude. And you're going to want to get invisible because you can do a lot of you do a lot of hijinks when no one can see you. Man, that's what I took away from that book. <laughs> uh, check out Uncle Doug's DVD bin. You're like, I don't like books or video games, idiots. Uh, weird that you made it this far in this episode, but I got you. Check out our movie podcast. Uh, Steve won't, and I understand that. Uh, we haven't yeah. covered Home Alone or Home Alone 2, so he has no business. But season one is done. Season two, you know, we're, we're plugging away at. We, we got microphones plugged in. We're talking into them. You know, we're getting that Heck done. yeah. Now, there is, uh, as of this recording, no new Point and Drink Adventure. That's, of course, the newest podcast, The Rotation, featuring uh, Pam and Petey. Uh, at least not since our last episode recorded. But you can expect one soon because I did see Steve. Michelle got a brand new microphone for Christmas. She's taking podcasting pretty seriously. More serious than us, maybe. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, for sure. I mean, that's been true for a while, but the, the merchandise confirms it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, here's here's a weird one. Something that I'm a little confused about. We got a brand new off kilter. What? Some kind of some kind of show called Off Kilter came out of nowhere with a special Christmas kilter. Yeah. So, by golly, what are people supposed to do with that? That is some that is some confusing information. I know. I would say go download it. That'd be where I would start. And if you're like, I deleted that off my feed two years ago. I understand that. You don't have to bring it back. Because uh, it was just a special Christmas episode. It's not, it's not a brand new podcast, and we're not kicking it back off or anything. At least, uh, not yet. So, yeah, it was just fun to do. Check it out. I, it's sitting on my playlist. I can't wait to can't wait to do it. Now you, you're upsetting all those people that have separation issues. Where you say, oh, I really should unsubscribe from this feed. That this the show's gone dormant. They've retired. They're done. But you never know. You never know if they're going to yeah. suddenly drop a little bonus on you. So you never. Never, never unsubscribe from that RSS feed. Is what I'm telling you. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, but I'll tell you, a show that comes out with a cadence much faster than once every two years, Indie Quest, <laughs> your exploration of all things indie games. We just did an excellent uh, revisiting our quest log episode. So we went back. Each of us plucked a game, 
gave it a second opinion uh, and kind of took the original host to task for what we thought of it compared to what they thought of it. So it was good. You know, if you want if you want indie question, that's my attempt to put indie quest into the word contention. Weird. Uh, that's the episode for you. Yeah. And we'd appreciate you giving it a listen. When you do, when you do, but you're gonna want you're, you're gonna want to do a little bit more. You're gonna think this is a good lecture, but where's the homework? Yeah, and I, I got an assignment for you. You can hop over, rent Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it might be. You can leave a little review, hit them with the five star. Let us know we're doing a good job. Let us know what you like. Helps us out ego wise, algorithm wise, the all the wises, every yeah. kind of wise, every wise. We, Every single episode we finish recording and everyone is just downtrodden. We say, that was an unexceptional episode. That was unexceptional. <laughs> and we need you to come in and let us know, guys, that was decent. That was a decent yeah, one. We, we need appreciate it. We, a round of decence is good. <laughs> yeah, Show some we, decency and give us a decent. Yeah. A decent five stars goes a long way. Gosh, it, it really does. This, pod, this podcast, this network could use more five star ratings and reviews, folks. So please, if you give us anything this holiday season, give us that. Now, we also mm-hmm. have a Patreon. You can visit patreon.com forward slash polykill. That's going to give you access to all kinds of cool early stuff from the entire network. I know it's slash polykill, but it's too late now to change it to slash polymedia network. Okay? So you're <laughs> going to be benefiting all the shows. Keeps all of the hosting up and going. Keeps the website going. Keeps keeps everything chugging along. And you're going to want it to chug along through 2023. Uh, you get Again, you get access to early Nest Friend videos. That's included in that early polykill episodes, you know. You like this? You want this a day early? You do? Well, then you can, you can go do that. Uh, you get you, you get things like Uncle Doug's DVD bin and uh, We Got Goosebumps. You get those like a week early. You get like tons of early mm-hmm. stuff. So go check it out. You also get in that Discord and uh, make, some, make some friends. Heck yeah. And if you want to reach out to us here at the show, you can do so via email at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. Send in a wonderful email like our buddy Tobspot did earlier, and we will be happy to read it on the show. Maybe even you can throw us into the hot seat. Finally, my last request. I'm on my knees. Tell tell a friend, all right? I I know. It doesn't even have to be a friend. I know. If you're like me, you're sitting around Christmas Eve, you're with family, and you're eating, you know, everyone, everyone's stuff, stuffing themselves. And, and the grandparents are turning to you. The uncle's turning to you. They're saying, what? You got some podcasts for me? I'm, I'm running a little dry in terms of podcasts. And in you, you, you said, well, let me get back to you. You didn't want to answer them right on the spot. You wanted to give it some honest thoughts some consideration. So here we are a few days after Christmas. You still haven't written that text back. It's getting rude mm. that you're waiting this long. It's time to fire one back to old uncle Jimmy and tell him, you know what? I'm not. You don't even got to tell them Polykill. You can tell them Polykill. We appreciate that. Say, hey, man, go check out PolymediaNetwork.com. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. There's there's a, a buffet of shows to quite literally fill your belly. So <laughs> that that helps the show grow better than anything else we've said, but you should do everything else that we've said too because it all helps the show. That's right. Ground game makes the world go round. All right. Now for the games that we beat. All right. This is uh, part of the show where we get to brag a little bit about what we've been up to. <sighs> whole reason the podcast exists i'm being honest for this uh, for this segment right here actually <laughs> i do quite enjoy the network plug but this also is pluggy this plugs uh, i'm trying to count the commas here and i'm getting flustered so i think i'm just going to go first yeah that's fair so many commas this time around we did really well it's a good me, problem uh, to have yeah let me let me kick it off here with some lighter stuff so you know much like you with the trophy thing i guess in some way uh, i did some cleanup 
because uh, you know over the past you know couple years I've been doing those uh, those Nest Friends you know been putting out those videos and a lot of times I'll I'll emulate those games no matter how big or small they are because then it gives me access to cheats so I can get better footage and kind of get inside the game run around uh, and I don't really consider them officially beaten until I like you know play them on the original cartridge beginning to end legitimately that's just kind of more of my satisfactory way of doing it I don't give a shit what anybody else does you can yeah. you can do whatever you want but for me i like to like to pull them out uh, stick them in there you know blow, blow blow the end of the carts a little bit massage it into the grooves and then realize it didn't work pull it back out blow on it some more maybe q-tip it a little bit slide it back in see another gray screen pull it back out again maybe get the screw get the screws out of there take a little brass soda to the, to the connector put it back in there realize it doesn't work do it all <laughs> over again and then finally play it Realize yeah. I probably should have just been emulating these goddamn things all along and saved myself a ton of money, but whatever. And I realized um, through uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been putting all of my NES games, uh, you know, I hadn't really considered them on the backlog, but I've done this whole thing where I put every game that I own into How Long to Beat. That way I can categorize its length and all that stuff and kind of know what I'm in for before I go in. And in doing so, realized that there were a few games that are kind of gimmies that I'd you know certainly uh, become familiar with through Nest Friends and beyond that I hadn't officially considered a beat or hadn't gone through and beat legitimately. So I went through and did a little bit of cleanup, and I'm not done yet. So you caught me in the middle of my uh, my end of the year cleaning. So what I managed to clean up uh, on the NES, I got Remote Control, MTV's Remote Control, just a little. That's just a little quiz game. That's just uh, Jeopardy for cool kids, you know? <laughs> uh, one thing about that game I'll, I'll bring here that I didn't realize when I did the Nest Friend review is that that game is infatuated with the TV show Hogan's Alley. <laughs> I um, I played it I played it a couple times because the, the cartridge kept bugging out and, like, freezing, and I had to, like, keep taking it out and fix it. So I got exposed to, like, three different games. And, uh, it's, again, it's just a quiz game. There's not categories. It's kind of like a blind choice. But... There were three questions in a row where the answer was a Hogan's Alley character, like Captain Clink or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, is this thing broken? Like, why is it so hell-bent on Hogan's Alley? And seriously, like 80% of the questions were about Hogan's Alley. They should have just renamed the game MTV Presents Hogan's Alley Trivia, because that's all it was. I've never even watched that show. <laughs> yeah, same. I know more about it now than I did before, thanks to multiple choice uh, guessing. So beat that. It's just a your little quiz show. Uh, championship bowling. You're taking it home. Well, that seems like an easy gimme. And you're not entirely wrong, except uh, to get the official win, I had to go over to my uh, my folks over at uh, Video Game Sage and see, like, what are you guys calling it over here? And they're like, well, you need to set the high score. You got to bowl a 200. Okay. And I'm like, that seems tough to do. And it did take me a while to to figure out how to get, the, get it down because you get to choose your ball weight, the handedness of your bowler. Ooh. It doesn't let you keep your bowler on the same spot each time like it resets so you have to bring him back to the exact sweet spot so it keeps you on your toes and that's probably a pretty fun game multiplayer uh single player i did get you know i got about a half hour of fun trying to get that high score and there were uh, other championships i could have got so a bolt now here's the finale for this cleanup all right again we mentioned you and i both watched a little bit of home alone and yeah, uh yeah. i couldn't i i watched that movie and couldn't get the game out of my head because honestly, the game gets a lot of shit. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but it is very much the movie. It did pretty good for the NES. So it's just the house. It's Kevin's house, right? He's obviously home alone. Yeah. The game starts you immediately out with uh, with Harry and what's his ass, uh, Marv. Marv. Uh, 
chasing you into your house. You have to run away from them for 20 minutes, 20 real life minutes to beat the game. Mm. 20 actual, not sped up Nintendo minutes, 20, <laughs> you know, slow minutes. And the way, you know, the house is, is set up like you got the, you know, the Christmas tree near the window. You got uh, your your iron, you got paint buckets, you got all these uh these gadgets, you, you can pick up the tarantula. You can pick yeah, up right. the little cars. You know, you got all these little things that you can you can hit them with. Uh, but they, you drop these traps, but they'll only affect them when they're on screen. So you can't just mm-hmm. drop them everywhere and hope to hit them. They have to be like about to get you. You drop a trap and then you keep moving. And so right. the way the game kind of works is a big game of cat and mouse that's that's prolonged, uh, but yeah. it's not a very well programmed game. So. There are transitions where you have to get on stairs or ladders and things where you it just doesn't always hit. It's it's very specific about how it wants you to hit it, which can be frustrating when you're when you're in flight, right? Yeah. Well, I stumbled upon haphazardly a way that I got one of the dudes stuck. I dropped a oh. trap on the steps. Now, I will say the for the first 10 minutes are kind of so the last 10 minutes of the game these guys get superpowers and they're sprinting around the house trying to murder you. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of terrifying. Uh but I, I got one of them stuck on the stairs. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, total just glitched it out. I was like, holy fuck, nice. that's crazy. All right, so now I just got to worry about one dude. And I'm running from him, and I'm running from him. I think I got him. And then one of those one of those bad programming things struck. Ooh. He was chasing me down the steps. I dropped the trap, and he just walked over. It didn't hit him somehow. Oh. I looked. I had nine seconds left. Oh. <laughs> nine oh, seconds. I went for 19 minutes and 51 seconds <laughs> evading him. <laughs> Didn't get it. So oh. at this point, I mean, I did, you know, I, I wasn't like mad at the game. It was, it was almost like, oh my God, how close was that? Because that was the furthest mm-hmm. I'd ever gotten. But in my excitement, I threw my, uh, I pushed my headphones off my ears and uh, sent them flying across the room, not meaning to, and broke one of them. So that was upsetting. So I was more oh. mad about that than the game because that was, I was like, God damn it. Now that was like the worst eight seconds of my life. <laughs> so I had to go to bed because again, 20 minute runs of this add up. You yeah, know, real minutes. So like, I can't, I, I kept falling into the loop of like, almost got it, almost got it. Not realizing like nine hours had passed playing this stupid <laughs> fucking game. So the next day I get up, I was like, all right, I got a plan. Cause I had tried numerous times since that nine second run and wasn't even coming close. I was a little too cocky. And I was like, I'm actually going to try to get them stuck on the steps. I'm going to actually force the glitch to do it. And so I found like one set of steps over the edge of the house and just had them follow me and just kept dropping paint cans, picking them up, dropping them, picking them up and dropping them until miraculously I got them both stuck. And then I sat nice. there for for 19 solid minutes staring at them, daring them to move and wrapped it up. <laughs> just Give me back my just nine showing seconds. Showing them the whites of your eyes, man. Dude, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Because yeah, there was a couple put. times I was able to get one of them stuck and not both of them, but the game would fuck with you because you'd get one stuck and then later on... They would be chasing you, and the one that got stuck would just magically appear in front of you and get you oh. as a bit of a gotcha back. You're going to try to cheat. So I went and got them both stuck on the stair steps and then stared at them the whole time, dare them to move. You don't come off those steps. <laughs> I will stick you back to those damn steps. So anyway, we got, you know, I'm not, maybe not the most legitimate way I've ever beat a video game, but I've never felt better about beating a video game. Yeah, I think that's perfectly legit. You had, you had 19 minutes, 51 seconds of like hard fought, well earned time. Mm-hmm. If you you know what if you cheese just a little bit there, no harm no foul I say. Oh my gosh, I could not nine seconds. I could not believe it. Nine seconds. <laughs> that could be also, a movie. 
nine, we just call it nine seconds. Sorry, Nicholas Cage. He had nine more <laughs> seconds. Could have done <laughs> it. He only had nine. If if everyone has to play this game with this twenty minute uh, restriction here, you know if if it's always twenty minutes flat real time unchanged, doesn't that mean that you probably are tied for the world record speed run of it's, Home Alone? It's funny you mentioned that. I read an article uh, about this game after I beat it today because I was looking up like, is there any other story or or history about this game? And apparently, at one for one event, one speedrunning event, eleven people tied for the world record by beating it at, like simultaneously for fun. Like that was like an <laughs> event they put on to see how. I guess maybe it was more like how many speedrunners could actually finish it, and mm. eleven did. So they set the the simultaneous world record for like I guess most people beating it at once. That's that's that's, that's yeah. awesome. Also interesting that there's no other way to cheese that timer or anything so no. you you are tied with the the best of the best out As, there yeah i guess technically yeah good stuff good stuff uh tough to follow a world record speedrunner, but i'll do my best <laughs> man the redemption arc is here it's real it's real we we got in we got our we got our mitts dirty yeah we took down that altered beast oh we took super her down. simple game though right like super easy right so my answer is kinda, <laughs> but no, but I get it. So, you know, for anyone that was not here for the original context of Altered Beast, I came in, I said, Altered Beast pretty hard. I, I tried to beat it, couldn't beat it. I know it's a short game, but that doesn't mean that those five levels can't be tough, especially those last two. I went in, tried many a time, and and, and I couldn't beat it. I was like, you know what, it's, it's tough. Maybe I'll come back to it. We'll see. But it wasn't the quick, easy beat I thought it would be. Well, I tell you, every single listener of this podcast disagreed with me hard, <laughs> hard. I have never gotten so much feedback on any single decision or statement in my life about anything I've ever said. <laughs> Everyone I've ever met that I even, you know, theoretically would call a friend or an acquaintance even were like, buddy, that game's, that game's a cakewalk. It's so easy. And the beat tweets just started rolling in, just bam, bam, bam. I've, it, it was right, like, right. I'm, I've never rallied this community so hard. Every single person that listens to podcast beat, beat that game. And they all said, bro, it's so easy. What are you doing? Now, come to find out, most of these people were accessing some some shady options menu where you can double your health and give yourself a bunch of extra lives. Uh, unacceptable. But, unacceptable. Uh, unacceptable. I mean, yes, it's it's just an options menu. It's not even a cheat code. I get it. Like, the the bylaws of the Polykill Charter do say that's a legitimate beat tweet. <laughs> sure. Do you. But- yeah, letter of the law, hey, not the spirit of the law, buddy. It's not the spirit of the law. So, not a single one of them, as far as I know, came in and said, "Yeah, man, I just, I just raw dogged it. I beat it all natural." Yeah. Okay, so I said, "It's time. We're we're going back in. I'm cracking these knuckles." We put it in, did another stream. I said, "It's it's my altered beast moment." Now I got to say, not only did all the polygon people that showed up to that stream have a lot of snarky things to say. Some people that don't even listen to this podcast came in there, and they're also like, oh, man, this game's easy. You have fun? You liking this easy game? And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> Did it make you feel like you were you're like, am I – is it me? <laughs> it, was like, it was like a glitch in the Matrix because it, I, I play a lot of games, all right? Mm-hmm. I have a decent sense of what is and is not hard, all right? Yeah. This is not my first Genesis game. I'm I'm aware of how these things go. I think that would be Trevor McFur. Is, yeah, for sure. I mean, which earns you a purple heart, not so much a gold medal. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, 
uh, I almost called it Armored Beast. What's the name of this fucking game? <laughs> Altered uh, Beast. I almost said Arrested Beast after that. Okay, Altered <laughs> Beast. is Its difficulty is stems specifically from its jank. It is uh, very inconsistent, and, and you kind of have to cheese it to beat it. You kind of have to like lure yes. guys in certain areas to beat it. So I totally get how it's... Uh, I know I could kind of see like some people thinking like maybe discovering some of the tricks innately and finding it easy and other people who maybe even more skilled with video games would have trouble with it because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it it's very and it's definitely the type of game where there's no like uh, they never lay off you for even a second. Once you start getting knocked around by enemies, you don't have any invincibility. It's just boom, boom, boom. You get knocked around. You're dead. (laughs) So it's it's really a game of finding all the right cheesy spots, you know, where to put all the paint cans on every staircase and execute that mm-hmm. perfectly, no mistakes. And then you can get the W. And, man, I, I we practiced up. I got to the point where I was consistently getting to the fifth stage. That's the last one. I had people, the same people in that stream that were calling it easy. They're like, oh, you have to do this. If you stand on the edge of this cliff and kick here, you'll get that guy. Or, oh, this is the strategy for fighting that boss. You got to jump and do this dash attack. That didn't even work. The people were like, is your cartridge dirty? I literally got accused of having a dirty cartridge because they were like, that's supposed to work. Why isn't that working? Maybe maybe but, you got like a weird re-release. I don't know. I, uh, or like a prototype before they softened up the difficulty a little bit. Man. But I, I I shook it off, all right? And we, we, we found the exact right path, figured out the strategy. Turns out the strategy for the very last boss is to literally just crouch in the corner and punch and have more health than him. Yeah. But it works. Maybe you we were just that. playing we, Adequate we Beast. W's. Maybe you're playing something <laughs> different. Man. I, I went, think, yeah. I went back and looked at my How Long to Beat on July 7th, or I'm sorry, on July 16th, 2016, uh, I finished it. I gave it a uh, 60%, and my only additional details that I added was, uh, got that bitch. So I couldn't tell you whether I thought <laughs> what I thought about it. I think, no, judging by that tone, I was frustrated and finally beat it. It was like, you know, a bit of a god it's ass kind of thing. So I was as perplexed by as you were, I'm sure. Felt good. Felt good to finally get it knocked out. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty high on life and uh, happy to to put that one to rest. So we we, we got it. We got it legit. Do you um, feel altered? Do you feel more beastly? Did it, did it help? I feel, yeah, I feel average beast. You know, average I'm an unobjectionable beast. Yeah. That yeah. sounds good. I'm feeling all right. <laughs> Why don't I take another one here? A game, yeah. random game that I decided to to look up and pop in, a 2022 game called Melatonin. I don't know. Do wow. you ever sleep? You ever use melatonin to help you sleep? Oh, I do. Yeah. I uh, do I do a little uh, uh, melatonin dose in about a half hour before I'm ready to simmer down. Yeah. Now, yeah. I've heard from some folks, it's never happened to me, but I've heard melatonin gives folks some weird dreams sometimes. Do you ever have any trippy or strange melatonin dreams? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if I've made the link between using that and my dreams. Okay. Well, melatonin the game is a rhythm game that is basically like melatonin dreams meets lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill and study to. So it plays exactly like Rhythm Heaven. It's really short, quick little mini games. You're having to hit buttons in time with the music. And then, you know, they start obscuring the, the like target that tells you when to hit. And so you're really just having to like pay attention to sound cues and some visual cues. Does a lot of cute, interesting things. Just a really excellent game. 
like kind of top to bottom. Rhythm Heaven Fever, one of my favorite games on the Wii, and I think a very underrated rhythm game, something way more people should play. Uh, but Melatonin's the first game I've played in a while where it, it's recapturing that same kind of magic, but it's just, it's all coded in this kind of like dreamy, really like chill vibes, sort of like purples and blues, relaxing kind of deal. And every individual stage is something that this person is dreaming about. So it starts oh. like showing it, showing a person like kind of collapsed on the couch, falling asleep after taking their melatonin. And then it's like, you know, you're dreaming of work and you're literally pressing buttons in time to the music to like enter data into spreadsheets and like print reports and stuff like that. Or Interesting. Uh, you know, all sorts of, you know, love and uh, games and food, basically everything that you would ever be dreaming about, you do. Really short, very fun game, great music, takes about two hours to get through, but you can always go back and try to perfect your scores and kind of get perfects all throughout like you can in any good rhythm game. So highly recommend it. I have not heard many people talking about it, and I think definitely like a real sleeper. That's a that's a, that's a cheesy comparison, <laughs> but it is how I feel. Sleeper no, no, hit. No, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. What <laughs> did you play it on? Sleeper hit. Uh, PC. Okay. I, I think it's on PC and Switch. So Right on. All right. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. You know, you can uh, do a little melatonin, play a little melatonin. You know, we'll Dude, see how that goes. Double, Probably double that far. dosage, buddy. Probably won't get very far. Uh, I do. I, I meant to add on to what I was uh, saying earlier about my cleanup. Um, about halfway through, so expect more. Why is he playing that type games next episode? Because I'm going to yes. clean up some game show stuff, some board game stuff. I didn't. Uh, I didn't quite knock out of the park legitimately. So just keep that in mind. Uh, judge me later. Judge me now about my NFL blitz. I've been playing that. Uh, I, I like it on the N64. I have never really, uh, I've only played it like against other people. I've never settled down against the computer, never saddled up, gone mano a mano against the old PC on that. Yeah. And I, I love my, uh, I think it's a retro bit. I can't remember the name of it. Whichever N64 controller doesn't look like you're supposed to sit on it for thrills. The like regular, <laughs> the regular like. like uh, the brawler or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that thing. So I've been trying to play just more N64 games on it lately. And Blitz and, and Blitz 2000, I was feeling some football fever, so uh, I, I lined those up. And NFL Blitz is technically Blitz 99, so they came out 99, 2000, respectively. And they are arcade ports. And so, yeah. uh, I, I again, I had never played these against the computer before in my life. So I didn't actually realize that these games are actually hard. They're hard football games mm. because uh, they were trying to get quarters out of me. They want me to put quarters in Man 64. And so... <laughs> Uh, I had a really tough time. The first one, especially, uh, once I figured out like some of the plays that would work and, and, you know, that's the way it works in a lot of sports games. You just, you don't really mean to cheese it, but you become conditioned to just relying on what works, which becomes cheesing the game at some point. You start exploiting. So once I found all the plays that exploited, even against my better uh, judgment, uh, I uh, found some success. So the first one, like all of the game, like I could not stop the other team. So all of my games were like 65 to 62 in double overtime, <laughs> six, 63 to 62 in triple overtime. Like it was insane. Also, if you don't win in triple overtime, you just automatically lose. There's no tie, which Roof. frustrating. What? Um, but I did end up playing entire seasons because the games are so short. You're in and out of a game in 12 minutes. So I was able to go through two full seasons, NFL Blitz, NFL Blitz 2000. NFL Blitz 2000 is completely different, much easier uh, you can actually play defense and stop the other team, but it's still chocked full of like it, it, the the further in the lead you are, the more trouble you're in. Like if you can keep pace <laughs> with the game, I think it has this um, 
this like give and take where it will kind of give you a chance at the end and then it'll give you just enough time at the very end for a dramatic win. So 99% of my wins were like a last second touchdown <laughs> and and the game kind of I think wants that to happen, but if you if you fuck around and you start beating the game's ass early, it just gets mad and steamrolls <laughs> you toward the end. Like it just conditions like it, it completely pegs itself to the other side and never recovers. So there were a lot of times where I was like, oh, no, I'm up 21 to 7. And sure enough, would lose like 49 to 21. Like the game would just <laughs> get mad. So I kind of had to learn to like, all right, uh, things are getting out of hand. I need to like punt on second down so the game doesn't get mad. Um, but we got through it. So two, uh, two Super Bowls this year, NFL Blitz. Uh, and I'm saving the other couple blitzes that I have for another year. I was just trying to get some football scratch this time of season. Felt pretty good. Good stuff, man. I I don't remember which version I played a lot of back in the day, but it was one of those two. And I remember every single game, I don't know if this is one of the plays you were talking about, every single play on offense, da bomb. I used the oh, bomb every time. The bomb's That's great. where you just lobber seventy yards downfield yep. and hope that your dude grabs it. That's right. And that's all I did. That's that was my entire strategy. I played Buccaneers every time and debombed oh, every single play that I could. Yeah, Bucks are great on that. Bucks are incredible. Yep. <laughs> yeah, work done. He's so good in that. Yep. Good call, dude. Hey, I'm glad that I you know also in, with my 12 year old mind happened to find my way to the winning strategy. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good <laughs> all call. works out. Uh, so, buddy. We've been doing a little challenge, little uh, mm-hmm. little beat a game for every year. You've been a live challenge. Happy to say that with the completion of Ghost Runner, boy, I finished that challenge. It's it's done. Ooh, we, we uh, clutched it a, out. Is that a is that a twenty twenty two? What's Ghost 2020, Runner? Twenty 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 twenty. Okay, yeah. Somehow twenty twenty was my last year. I was having a weirdly difficult time figuring out what mm. put in that slot. Everything from twenty twenty, I'd either already played, or it was like. Death Stranding or something. Where it's like, <laughs> Super who's long. got the time? Seriously. For real. So I managed to find Ghost Runner, which is a nice tight seven hours, seven to ten. Uh, it's a game I really wanted to check out too. So if you've never seen it before, uh, it is a like first person cyberpunk platform action game. So think Mirror's Edge, but you play as like a cyborg ninja in a cyberpunk city and you're doing a lot of like, wall runs and grapples off of hooks in the ceiling and then when you do run into enemies any shot from any bullet kills you instantly but also your sword kills every single enemy in one hit so it's a lot of like wall running and then deflecting one or two bullets by slashing them out of the air trying to find a path to get in close to the guy and then Mm. cut him down and it's more it's 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 much more about finding the right path between guys than actual combat or anything. It's more of just like an obstacle in your way to to map oh, out your route. That's cool. And then there's a lot more specific platforming stuff where you're doing a lot of like crazy wall runs and slides and and all sorts of crazy cool things. But really like a really good game. It is the music in it is incredible and it's just it's a genre that we don't get enough of, buddy. I remember back when I played Mirror's Edge, even though those controls were just something else. Like <laughs> I've never played nine that. nine different shoulder buttons somehow on a controller that only wow. has four shoulder buttons. Insane. And Ghost Runner does the same thing. It's like a genre staple, I guess, where you're running around. R1 is jump, R2 is slash your sword, L1 is dash and l2 is grapple so you you don't touch those face buttons it's just you're just tapping all four shoulder buttons constantly Uh, but once you start to like internalize that and it it becomes second nature of what button to hit when 
It feels so smooth. You, you, when you hit that perfect run through the level, you're like, mm, yes, mm. give give me that. Oh, that so, does sound fun. Yeah, well, hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, natural segue here. Speaking of a game that doesn't use the face buttons, we're talking about Ape Out. We're talking about oh. Ape Out. Yeah, we wrapped it up. We wrapped it up. I like that game a lot. And uh, you were mentioning the other day about, uh, not the other day, this is today. You were mentioning earlier about how your uh, you know, 50th and 100th trophy were kind of meaningful. I mean, if you wanted those to be meaningful games. Well, it so happened, I looked at this prior to recording, uh, Ape Out was, per my logging on how long to beat, the 700th game that I've beaten. Whoa, buddy, that's that's huge. That's a lot of beats. Holy crap. I I mean... Well, most of them are things like MTV's remote control and championship bowling. <laughs> but let's <laughs> let's consider for a second that I beat a lot of good games too, and yeah. Ape Out was a fun one. I really enjoyed that one, man. Uh, again, you're just uh, you're just a, an angry primate, and it's a very stylized and simplistic, uh, you know, graphics. But I love the pacing, and it really feels like like Hotline Miami with a giant ape. Yeah. You you just have to be fast. You have to subdue whoever's in front of you and, and either use them to your advantage or sh- sling them across the room. They introduce a lot of really cool uh, enemies in your way uh, as you're going through. And sometimes, you know, you kind of have to balance, do I want to murder everything or uh, do I just want to just want to book it? I just want to book my, yeah. my big my big ass out of here. I loved it. It's one of the few games I don't replay a lot of games. I, I say that a lot, but this is one of those where when I was done, I wasn't done. I was like, man, I could go for another level if you guys got it. You don't? Ah, bum. Bummer. <laughs> oh, no DLC for that game? This would be like I'm the rare sure. instance where you could buy some DLC or something, maybe. Yeah, I know. Like the one time where I'm like, DLC. Yeah. Do you guys have some? No? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, never mind. Never mind. Well, good job knocking it out. How long was it, all in all? Oh, I would say maybe two hours. Oh, that's it. That's a short boy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty quick. I mean, the levels themselves, you know, you spend most of your time maybe redoing a couple levels here and there, but the levels themselves are like, you know, if you get one going good, like 45 seconds. It's a, it's a, it's a meat boy type experience, right? So, yeah. 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 It's super fun. Awesome. I, I love to check that one out. I've been for no good reason putting that one off for a long time. So I should. I should track her down and give it a shot. Yeah. Also, man, good on you for finding a way to segue into Ape Out from anything other than Altered Beast. Seems like that was kind of the <laughs> obvious lob, but uh, kudos. He got there from Ghost Runner, people. That's a professional at work. <laughs> I know. Pay I've attention. Been, been doing those summer seminars on segues, and uh, it's paying off. <laughs> uh, well, Another speaking of them trophies we were talking about, you know, if you're gonna get, <laughs> Look at him, he tried one, he tried one out, he almost. It was <laughs> I, that was junior detective segue there. All right, <laughs> my first day on the job. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm not gonna get fired, but it's gonna show up in my performance. Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of the trophies, which we were definitely talking about, uh, to get a hundred, you got to get ninety nine. That's you know it's kind of like yeah. a, you play them to you, you got to play them to beat them but for trophies got to do it. Uh, so Pac-Man World game repack uh, is the remake that just came out not long ago. You know re- remake of a PS1 era. It's a middling platformer that you know some people have affection for, some people don't. I'm obviously a mark for this type of thing. I played a lot of Pac-Man World too, so I was happy to see that the original one got a remake. Very kind of straightforward, good, clean, fun. You know, very, very average. Very okay. Mm. Very decent. Quite decent. 
I'd call it a decent 3D platformer. Wow. You know, it's there's stuff to collect. You know, levels are mostly kind of hallway A to B type stuff, but there's some variations, some hidden side pass stuff like that. Now, is this so, what you were playing for uh, Cartridge Club? Uh, yeah, this is the one that I was streaming. Yep. I started it on that stream, and then it's kind of – I've actually been playing it for probably – since that stream, which was what a month and a half ago at this point, mm-hmm. uh, but I, it's been my like low stress, non-committal, just kind of chip away at it game. So like, if I don't want to play Ghost Runner in the half an hour before bed, I don't get my heart rate up and get my adrenaline pumping. I'm like, what's something that's just like so low stakes that it's basically no stakes? I'll play some Pac-Man World. So I managed to get all the way through that. You know, we collected every 100 of everything, got all the trophies, but it came down to there was one final trophy, man, and. When you beat the game, you unlock the original arcade Pac-Man. It's like, awesome. There's a trophy for getting to the ninth, beating the ninth stage, the ninth board in the original Pac-Man. Have you ever played the original Pac-Man? Have you ever gotten to the ninth board in the original Pac-Man? Man, I don't think so. I've, mm, no. It is It is a lot harder than you would think. I went in there freaking... You know, I'm high on life, chest puffed out. I just beat Altered Beast. I can take mm. on the world. And I, I could barely hit stage four. It 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 kneecapped me. I was like, damn, I don't remember Pac-Man being this hard. I I was born and raised on Miss Pac-Man for the Genesis, so I'm used to outpacing those ghosts. Oh, sure. I'm used to being a little bit speedier. Yeah, our boy Pac-Man, he's he doesn't have, you know, quite the spring in his step. So I got to stage four, stage five, couldn't do it. I, I threw my hands up. Leah comes in. She's like, let, let, let me take care of this. Let me take care of this. She sat down. She played it for like two straight hours, nonstop. And she got close. She was getting board seven, board eight. She got real close. She was like, buddy, this is impossible. There's no gamer has ever, Billy who? Billy Mitch what? No one has ever beaten the stage wow. nine Pac-Man. It can't wow. be done. So I had to get on online. I'm going to like, like pacmanscoring.net old timer like whatever asking Jeeves, like, geez anybody done yeah this? whatever geo cities page like <laughs> 50 year old dudes that grind pac-man scores go to to learn board routes to get through this game turns out that if you make the exact same plays at the exact same time on these boards the ghosts behave the same way every time because they've got the same logic so i literally had to memorize routes to get through these boards Wow. Just just to get this dang trophy. But after about a half an hour of practicing, memorizing, I was able to clutch it out. We got through board nine, platinum trophy popped. Very nice. satisfying. Very that, satisfying. Because you had to do some of that extra work, you know. We always mm-hmm. we always try to like uh I guess not fall into the game fact trap because then you kind of yeah. re- you end up relying on it too much after you crack the seal. But I think yep. sometimes when you have to like outsource info and study and shit, like that can make a game really memorable. Like the ex- it's a it becomes a whole different experience than just the game. You had to like call a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be the equivalent of like getting stuck in Donkey Kong and and watching King of Kong to get some <laughs> strategies on how to beat it. Right? I love that. Like, though. it's awesome. Yeah, using I wasn't your resources. just pulling up a trophy guide saying, you know, teach me how to get this trophy. I literally was, I, I was going to the arcade vets and saying, what. Give me the time honored wisdom, all right? Let me let me have this holy grail. That is cool. So, f- felt extra good. Was a lot of fun to to knock that one out. And uh, yeah, we got we got that W. I, you know, what? I'll knock on my last one here. Not not too much to say on it, other than oh, still a great game. I have a Christmas tradition every year on Christmas. I play mm. through some Christmas nights into dreams. 
It takes about 15 minutes to get through it. It is the perfect uh, appetizer to a like Christmas evening. We got all the lights up and stuff like that. It's good vibes. Played it right after Home Alone 2, fully in the spirit of yeah. Christmas. I was actually playing it while Leah was trying to beat Pac-Man for me, which <laughs> uh, was, was even You're better. You're trying to calm and, down. Uh, you were over there relaxing, trying to rest the uh, rest your brain. It's a good call. Yeah. Very festive game. Very fun. Also, if for anyone that's ever played Nights and Dreams, fun to poke at, but it's also fun to do a little score chasing in that game. I played it a handful of times and I was trying to improve my score each time. It's It's actually a pretty tough kind of high score game if you're trying to get combos and stuff like that which is not how most people tend to play nights into dreams i think they mm-hmm. just kind of like to float around and and goof off so next time you decide to pop that into your saturn you know pay attention to that high score and see if you can beat it it gives i think a different perspective a new depth to the game that you might not have seen otherwise there you go. maybe you have to share your high score here and we'll see if anybody beats it by next christmas and we'll have an yeah. ongoing high score Christmas only, Chase. You can't get the, you can't set the high score throughout the year. You can only set it on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Uh, all right. Well, uh, speaking of cheery Christmas, uh, Briz and I sat down and wrapped up Fatal Frame Two: The Crimson, Crimson Butterfly. Butterfly. Yeah, as said by a trucker, I guess in that scenario. But <laughs> man, you compare this one directly to that Fatal Frame One, and is it a walk in the park with a better camera? It is really, really easy by comparison, and it could be that we had a leg up having experienced the first Fatal Frame, so we were a bit more careful, or at least, I don't know, though. we I When I play a game, I hoard everything we need. This is the difference between me and Brian. I hoard everything we need and never use it in case we need it, and then we just never use it, and we end yeah. up making the game harder. Or we're like <laughs> Brian, and you know he's like, we got it. They gave it to us. Let's use it. And I'm like... Well, that's smart. That will make the game easier, but maybe only for a minute. But <laughs> yeah, his logic is now, like, but, but at least it's easy some instead of hard all time. And I'm like, what if <laughs> what if hard later can't get past need stuff? You know what? I'm thinking like, what if this is what if what happens before where we had to stop playing for four years happens again? We need to hoard. Well, in this game, it didn't matter because you're we were pushing a shopping cart of cameras and health around <laughs> to the point we couldn't hold anymore. It was like, you can't hold any more health. We're like, for real? It was like, you're no, you you, we'll, you know what? We'll leave it right here. If you need it, you can come back here and get it. Like, but I don't, it's spooky down here. It's like, no, no, no. You come back and get it. You got too much. All right. And we ended up getting all the way through. It was, nice. I would say it's a better experience. I think a lot of times we associate like a bit of a difficulty with the scary games, because you want those stakes that drives a bit of the fear. You don't want to die because you got to go all the way back, and that's part of it. But even though this is a walk in the park to some degree, not that it well, not that it didn't have its moments, but like a lot of the visuals, pretty pretty spooky. Like they really uh, harped on like you know the the ring girl coming up out of the box and skittering yeah. towards you with her hair down. They pulled that one out a few times, and they had some really good creepy ideas that uh, I thought served it pretty well. So I, I end up liking this one a ton more than the first one. Not that I don't appreciate the first one, but um, I don't know. This was just a, a, a better experience all, all together. So yeah. Fatal Frame 2. I'd say if you want to start on, start there. Well, don't even try the first one if you don't, if you don't want to. Yeah, I, I've, I've liked two the most of all of them for a while now. I'm wondering, are you guys diving right into Fatal Frame 3 next time that you guys are... Rubbing muscles, is that the next game to pop in, or are you going to give it a little bit of a break? I, I think we are going to give it a break. I will say, though, I think our next game is um, 
the Cthulhu game on, I can't remember the, the subtitle, but it's on Xbox. Oh, Dark, Dark Corners of the Earth? I think you're right. I think. Yeah. yeah. I'd be curious to hear what you guys think of that one because it's one that I've poked at a little bit. Seems fun, but I haven't mm-hmm. gone all the way through. A lot of people talk about that one Jasper Lurley. Oh, yes. Ooh. I'm very lucky to have it thanks to our pal uh, Burger Champ who for some reason had like all the rare games and is just selling them to people. Yeah. I'm telling you, you walk out of your house and you just say the name of a rare game. Suddenly you get your phone buzzes. You get a text. It's Burger Champ saying, Hey, I got it for you. Let me, <laughs> you let me dig it out. I'll send yeah. you a price. <laughs> good dude. All right. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for the games that we beat pretty good. And we did pretty good. good. Stuff. Yeah, dude. And again, I got mm-hmm. more trash coming. Because, ah, you know, next me. episode, I will have been through the MAGFest arcade, just soaking up all that filth. And uh, I got to play Revolution X again. That's going to be brought back up again. Yep. And I got to go and uh, play Monopoly and Family Feud on my NES after we record to get those. And I will bring them up here on the show. I'm not going to hide them from anyone. We will talk about them. But until then, we're going to be talking about the games that some other folks beat. Now, I don't know if it's like a tis the season ordeal, like people had some time off because of the holidays, or if people just at the end of the year are like getting cutthroat, like, I'm Polly Killer, dang it. You know, it's my territory. <laughs> I'm the mayor of this town because we had a couple of dudes, and we see in the Discord, and I will say it's, it's great to see in the Discord because everyone's very supportive of each other, no matter who's yeah. leading or not. It's like, go get you another one. Let me get one. I'll beat one. You beat one. We had two sluggers going at it all the past two weeks long just yeah banging it out steve yeah 100 percent. just and, and i want to say at each other's throats but they were not all right at most of these b tweets you go you see the other one right there in the replies cheering them on saying yeah man i love this game great beat so it was a it was a good uh, it was a friendly rivalry oh yeah say. as it always is yeah yeah for sure and now normally this one's going to be a little different Normally we got a runner up and we got a poly killer. Yeah. As you know, that's kind of our standard operating procedure here. Uh this time they're basically tied as poly killers. You could break the tie in one way if you wanted to, but I'm gonna unofficially call them both poly killers and leave it up to the audience to decide whether or not one okay. of these people actually won. But we're gonna start here with our boy Lazy Eyes Played. All right. Who? Man. Thirteen games, if uh, my math is correct. Beat. Bionic Commando on the NES. Bionic Commando Elite Forces. It's a Game Boy Color one. Mm. Bionic Commando on the Game Boy. The Ninja Warriors. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden Shadow. Alone in the Dark, A New Nightmare. Bonk's Adventure on Game Boy. Jurassic Park 2 on Game Boy. Adventure Island on Game Boy. Alice in Wonderland on Game Boy Color. Animaniacs on Game Boy. And DuckTales. On Game Boy. Jeez. And this dude woke up and he was like, I need to play licensed cartoons and movies on my Game Boy. That's the only thing I can do for the next two weeks. I know. It's like, did he go to summer camp? <laughs> Just got his Game Boy and a bunch of cool games? Man, I mean, that would have, to me, that sounds like a Weedo beat list. Yes. You know, a lot of Game Boy the dude loves his analog pocket. I'm very jealous of it, but he keeps taking yeah. pictures of it, putting it in the Discord, making me jealous, making me sweat. But you know what? That wasn't Weedo. That was Lazy Eye Played. Here's Weedo's beats, because Weedo is the other polykiller. Heyo. Escape Academy. Genital Jousting, which is fun. I do love that game. Uh, Leave Oma. I'm going to spell it. L-I-E-V-E space O-M-A. You decide at home. Uh, Cuckoo Castle. Anna Lynn. 
Quake Twisted Christmas Jam 2022. Goddamn, it wouldn't be Weedo without that. That's how you know it's a Weedo list right there. That's that's the, like, uh, you you hold the list up to the light, you see the little band coming in through it. That's that's the test. Tiny Dangerous Dungeons, Popo's Tower, Emily is Away Times 2, Donald Duck the Lucky Dime Caper, Wendy Every Which Way, Magical Tetris Challenge on the Game Boy Color, and Ninja Gaiden Shadow, Ninja Gaiden Shadow, Gaiden Gaiden. We had a, a crossover there. Both both of our beaters beat that game randomly for no reason, 30 years after it came out. So what are we thinking? What's the what's so the if, hubbub? I, I think if, if, you, if you're doing your math there, that, that's also 13 games that Weedo had. So we had, we had 13 each now. I think it goes up to 14 if you're counting both of those Emily is Away beats. Beat the game twice back to back. Now, if you want to thumb the scale in Weedo's favor there and say, you know what? Two, two playthroughs, two beats. I'm going to count it. Then uh, Weedo's our poly killer. Lazy Eyes is our runner up. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if they're tied, if one's runner up, one's poly killer, because both these dudes just crushed it. It was absolute, a beastly performance, a legendary showing. Um, it's ridiculous to beat 13 games and be sweating on whether or not you're going to be polykiller. That's I know. I know. That's wild. I'm going to consider it a tie in my heart. Uh, I do love that they both played the same game in there, though, of all those games. They played uh, Ninja Ninja Guide and Shadow. Good job. Yeah. Good job, guys. What are the odds? I mean, they probably, one of them probably saw it from the other one, but still, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? So, there's so many games out there. It was a be- I just love it when a beat tweet encourages another beat. That's what it's all about. All right. Too true. Now let's let's read some of these beat tweets because we got a bunch, and yeah. uh, it's going to start out here with our friend Captain Drachma. Maybe more your friend than mine these days. You guys hang out a little <laughs> too much, if you ask me. He <laughs> says, "Hey, Polykill, I elite just beated agents." I get what he was going for there. I see what he did there. He yep. Just uh, elite beat agents. Yeah. Uh, agents are go. This is a fun rhythm game on the DS. Use the stylus to keep up with the beat. I played on the easiest difficulty, and it still got really tough at the end. Love the stones, but jumping jack flash. Ugh. 2006 beat. I'm not sure if I put the emphasis on any of that at the end correctly. I don't know if he's super into jumping jack flash, and he's like, ah, uh, or if he's like, ugh. <laughs> I'm not sure which. I'm not sure which. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's him expressing a little bit of disgust, probably okay. in the chart more than the actual song. But, okay. Uh, we got kind of an addendum here or, or a follow-up tweet from our boy Captain Drachma, who says, "Hey, Polykill, I just beat the Polykill Challenge. Nice. What a year it has been! This has been a great test that has helped me broaden my video game horizons. Can't wait to take on next year's." challenge drachma buddy get ready we'll be dropping the next challenge on our next episode so look forward to that and kudos on beating the challenge even though a little tiny baby he didn't even have to start till the 90s our little little oh, wee little lads want yeah. to tussle his hair around. wow i didn't realize he was then yeah i mean it was this was a challenge that was easier on the young folks we fully admit it but yeah. as an old myself i powered through as one of the olds and i got it done <laughs> I got it done in November, okay? But good job out there, Captain Drachma. I love, love folks that were doing the challenge. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this year's challenge, even at the end of this episode, a little bit. But you'll get the yeah. challenge handed to you next episode. Up next, we got Top Spy 123. Visit that YouTube channel if your game room looks like shit. Since it's been nearly 20 years since the last time I finished The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, I was hoping it would feel like a new adventure. But alas, I've just beat it so many times, most of it 
still in my memory. Even so, it's still a game that doesn't disappoint today. It's a very somber tone, and maybe it's just the way I read it, but uh, it seems like he was he's hoping to capture that old feeling, and he's just not finding it, but he beat it anyway. Yeah, I think there's still a warmth there, though. I think... You know, even if it was a different experience than he was hoping for, that uh, he was he was happy to be back in that place, even if it was a little more familiar than he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up here, we've got oh, oh, Rusty Lewis. Man, dude got two two mentions in the same podcast. His his check better be arriving to me. Yeah, who, who's copying who with this? Wait, wait, wait. Who's copying? He's, copy, he's copying. He basically heard me say, you better not get to Game of the Year discussions without having played Tunic. All right. So. Sure. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. We're two, two minds. One body. <laughs> Tunic recreates the NES era Zelda experience with a refreshing new coat of paint. Great boss battles, tons of hidden areas to discover, and plenty of puzzles that might require some pen and paper to solve. One of my favorite 2022 games, no doubt. And he's right. Any of you that haven't played Tunic, you have, uh, as the time this podcast goes up, about four days to play it. You are going to be sorry if you did not play Tunic by the end of 2022 because, who, buddy? That is a banger. Yeah, and they're taking it off the internet uh, at the end of the year, so you can't play it after this year. So, too bad. Right? True. <laughs> uh, up next, we got Leonardo Sepulveda at Pobresapu. Nailed it every time. Uh, Hi, Polykill. Just beat at the DS Pokemon Pearl from 2007. I wanted to try Violet Scarlet, but then I remembered I had this one unbeaten on the shelf. It's nice and all, but it's so painfully slow. Hopefully, the remakes fixed that. Now I can go for Gen 9, I guess. He, you speak Pokemon, Steve. What has he said here? <laughs> well, he said that he beat a game. That isn't the newest game. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it can be a bit slow. It's got a lot of dialogue. And the story is not always why you're playing a Pokemon game. But I do quite enjoy Pearl. Gen 4 is one of my fave gens. More because of the time and place I was out of my life when I played it than the game itself. But, you know, kudos. I can see in the screenshot, 67 hours. That's no slouch. So oh, no. You, you worked yeah. hard. Good job. Yeah, I'm so happy you get to read this next tweet, Steve. <laughs> You know, sometimes I hope that the alternating math is going to work out and give you the rough ones, but every now and again it falls back on me. We have to blame Captain Drachma for the double tweet there with the showing the yeah, spreadsheet. That's what got us out of sync. Yeah, That's so true. Yet another reason I hate him. We've got Weedo, who beat genital jousting. You play as John, a real cock. Be a dick in this game, which never gets hard, and come to a quick climax when this short play session ends. Was a fun beat, but the protagonist is a bit of a piss fart. <laughs> wow, we start using piss fart every day now. Thank you. And I, yeah. this game is silly, silly, stupid fun. It's a, it's a good party uh, time if you just want to laugh. And I mean, the screenshots again doesn't play an audio, but the screenshots, multiple screenshots from different angles of wieners riding on bicycles, which is not what I would have expected. Yeah, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. A little dick bike. It's a good time. <laughs> All right, up next, we got SNES is Life. And who am I to disagree with that? Hello, SNES is Life. Thanks for B-tweeting. Just finished The Unfinished Swan on my PS Vita. A neat visual novel with some light puzzling and a distinct art style. Pretty neat. I still need to play that game. I still need to play it. My Swan, unfinished. Everyone else's, pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, thematically appropriate, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you you really got to get around to it. Very, very good game. Underrated. Next up here, we got Muddy Muddy River 68. Or you might know him as Matt Waters. Says, Polykill, 
nine years and three generations later, I finally just beat it for Grand Theft Auto V. Can't believe it took me this long to get around to it. It's a late hot take, but this game is really good. Great story, great music, great everything. Need to go back and play four. Can't wait for six. Man, good job. That's a long game. Playing through the entirety of Grand Theft Auto V is like playing through a JRPG. It is yeah. dozens of hours of gameplay. I, too, have been letting this one just, you know, wither on the vine. I, I got halfway through it on PS3 and never went back after, like, 2013. So, good job, Muddy Rivers, to, to be successful where I have failed. Yeah, man, one of my fondest memories is just uh, coming to as Trevor on the middle in the middle of a mountain wearing a tutu. And that's <laughs> just like, wow, that's good stuff. Yep. All right, up next we got one of the poly killers. We got Lazy at Lazy Eyes Played. Just beat it. Bionic Commando, this is such a weird game. Once you get used to the control, there's a cool flow to the movement that kind of puts you in a zen state. I'm always nostalgic for this one as it's one of the few NES games I remember beating multiple times as a kid. That's good Dang. because this game's pretty tough. A lot of kids aren't beating this one, so that's yeah. pretty nice. Also, fun story if you like a good tales of the lesser medium been a poly killer your whole life if you were beaten that multiple times as a kid True. way to be born born for it yeah. way to be next up we got our good buddy real lhc greg greg who says just beat jim lee's wildcats on the super nintendo a mediocre long slog of a beat-em-up based on comic books and a cartoon i know nothing about you can throw enemies but not into each other What's up with that? What's up with that? I don't know much about this game other than I think it's pretty spendy. But uh, is it? That does sound rough. I'm, I'm already a little hesitant to dip my toes into the beat 'em up waters. And if you're telling me that I can't even cheese it with throws, I think I'm I think I'm out. That game's spendy these days. Oh man, I, I might be confusing it be... with something else. It might be maybe SWAT Cats is the one that's expensive. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a. I gotta settle this now in my brain. Oh, unfortunately, searching Jim Lee does nothing. Okay, well we'll figure it out later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I own that game, and it is garbage. I'm surprised he beat it, but good job. Good job. That's another... You, you get a purple heart, not a not a trophy for that. Oh, more Pokemon, and of course it lands on me. We got the Elite <laughs> MYT. Pokemon Violet certainly has some technical issues as well as some bigger problems like towns with literally nothing to do, but it's a good framework for the future of Pokemon. May not be the best game in the franchise, but it's decent. decent. Which means it's pretty good yeah it's just about the best you could possibly assign a number to it's it's a three out of five had the time of my life absolutely yeah absolutely and i think i you know i haven't played it but i get what he's saying with like you know obviously there are some problems with it but i do think it's a great direction for pokemon like file down some of the rough edges of this formula and i think future pokemon is looking pretty good looking pretty fun yeah I, i couldn't agree with that more very good blend between what arceus did in the traditional games so Gonna, gonna be gonna be good times. Also, I did a quick you know quick fact check here. It looks like that Wildcats game about sixty bucks for a car, oh, which okay. is you know that's not crazy, but that's still. like media. That's like uh, adequate spendy, mediocre yeah, that's, spendy. It, it's definitely yeah average spendy. Yeah. You're choosing to buy that cartridge you know naked rather than like a new PS4 game. So oh yeah, pretty 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 decent. Yeah. All right, we got our boy JJS. Oh, I shouldn't say our boy. We got our boys JJS boys. <laughs> boys. Who just beat Dragon Ball Fighters? That's a 2018 game right there. Mm. Spent a lot of time in quarters in the late 90s on arcade fighters like Killer Instinct and Marvel vs. Capcom. Despite DBFZ's polish, I couldn't capture the old magic here. Maybe I need to dominate a 13-year-old publicly. Wow. 
I think that maybe you meant to tweet that last sentence out from a private account, voice. but either way, good job on the beat. Yes, yes, of course, of course, yeah. Well, you know, that is, uh, that's a unique beat. We don't get a lot of Dragon Ball up in here, so that's fun. That is fun. Yeah. I have a ton of Dragon Ball games that I don't know what to do with. I'm like, I'm not going to play them. I don't know, but no one wants them. I keep getting them in bundles. Anyway, uh, Scotch and Hobbies, Scooch and Hoobles, you know him. Adam's Venture Origins is one jank ass game. He's trying to he's trying to get us interested in it. Notice that. See that? I mean, yeah, I already have the platinum trophy in this game, so <laughs> go on. Some decent puzzles, but a bad story, lackluster gameplay, and poor animation. It was fun to laugh at, but less fun to play. Worth the dollar I paid for it, not a penny more. Mm. That's a good assessment. I like when people can if you can assign a dollar value to the amount of fun you had. That's that speaks to me because I'm like, oh yeah, I would suffer through that for a dollar. I mean, there's a phys- there's a fizz dish for this. Uh, you know, hunt, hunt her down. <laughs> it, this game is like if you fed an AI algorithm all the Uncharted games, and then you had AI generate an Uncharted game. <laughs> it's with all the like weird mutations and oddities that come along with that. Nice. It is, it is something else. It is jank, for sure. Jank. Speaking ass. of jank, next up we got Mr. Mullet Gaming. There's a jank. There's a jank human. Yeah. Jank human being, but you know, ever so lovable. Says, "Hey, Polykill, come here." I mean, I just beat Mortal Kombat One on the Super Nintendo as Scorpion. Hell yeah! My mom said I couldn't play this game; too violent. Well, what Mama doesn't know won't hurt her. Please don't tell my mom. (laughs) Uh, I talk to your mom pretty often, Mister Mullet, so it's probably going to come up in conversation. I'm not going to lie to her if she asks. Yeah, but. Either way, good beat. The cool thing about Mr. Mullet and his mom is they they use the same uh, perm stuff. They have the same, <laughs> same yeah, perm. It's the same wig. They just trade it off depending on who has to go out the house that day. That's right. That's right. Good job. Love love a little more combat. But next we got Shane at Wonder Subset. Callisto Protocol. Thankfully, I waited till the bugs for this were fixed. All in all, great game, but too much like Dead Space. I will say this game was terrifying and the story was pretty good. Hopefully, we get expansions to this. I don't, can a game be too much like Dead Space? I mean, I suppose so, if you're not introducing anything unique or different, but uh, I do love me some Dead Space. I mean, the last Dead Space came out in, like, the early 2010s. I think if you're scratching an itch from a game that hasn't had any also-rans come out in nearly a decade, I think that's fair, yeah. right? Like, serve that audience, buddy. Yeah. I would say Dead Space 3, um, I just want to point out again... Too many elevators. I just want people to yeah. know that. It's way yeah. too many. I know. I know. Sorry that I even brought it up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of elevators, we got Viar45. <laughs> <laughs> Who just beat Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max on PSP. Was a very quick playthrough for the haters. Put rounds to one and difficulty on easy. Played through arcade mode in under 10 minutes on a short bus ride neat fighting game that will see a lot more uses on the bus or train now i like someone that just that isn't afraid to just get right up in your face and be like Dude, he just took his shirt off and tweeted that didn't i he? did the bare minimum you son of a bitch all right for the haters. A lot of times people try to slide in all right we see you when you beat three or four different versions of street fighter 2 in the same week all right i see you rocking that collection getting the numbers up <laughs> Fire's just coming in, yeah, full hoagie style, just ripping it down the middle and saying, I did everything I could to make this as fast as possible, you sons of bitches. You do have to respect it. You don't have to appreciate it. 
but you do have to respect it. Of course I do. <laughs> Up next, the Game Deflators podcast at Game Deflators. This version of Bomberman wasn't too bad, but like many Bomberman games before it, it's just not as fun playing solo. Play with another person for the best experience. And here they're talking about Bomberman R for the Switch, a game that I, I agree was quite mediocre, dare I say unexceptional. Yeah, I, I would also... You know, maybe I'd call that one okay. I think that's okay. It's, it's an okay game. I mean, I played it solo. Maybe if I played it solo, it could have been decent. But as far yeah. as I'm concerned, it was barely <laughs> adequate. Maybe mediocre at best. As someone who's definitely decent, Hungry Bill at HB Pizza Bandit. Hey there, Bill. Says, Altered Beast on the Sega Genesis Collection. Inspired by Blinkum to finish it using no continues or save states. After 30 to 40 tries, I had to increase the health bar from 3 to 5. But I still just beat it in one playthrough. I, see that? Thank you. Thank you, Bill, for proving my point. All right? 30 to 40 tries with none of this cheesy garbage. Mm. He, he understands the difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Good job out there, Hungry Bill. You know, the game may be, uh, I, and I'm imagining it's a little harder down under because he has to play the game upside down. So if you think about it that <laughs> way, uh, you should have been able to beat it because you get to play it right side up. You see, Too you, see you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. <sighs> That's terrible. Uh, up next, we got Creep Leet. Our guy Creep Leet. A, a great start to my holidays. Super Kiwi 64 wears its N64 inspirations on its sleeve, and I'm here for it. Simple, charming, quick and easy for anyone looking to play their Just Beat It list before the end of the year. Recommend especially for the $3 price tag. There we go again, assigning dollar values to my fun time. I hear three bucks, I think. That's not so bad. Yeah. For a little N64 nostalgia? Yeah. I'd pay double that. That's that's just a bargain. It's a bargain at any price. All right, next up, we you know this fellow, this this Kevin McAlexander? Yeah, yeah. He might, uh, he might know my Uncle Doug. He might. He might. I mean, he, Uncle Doug knows a lot of folk. <laughs> Waited about a year to play RE Village, and boy howdy, there's werewolves, big old vampires, and one of the spookiest goo babies I've ever seen. <laughs> one of. Not the, but one of these spookiest goo babies. <laughs> Says, oh, and of course, you know, the, the genesis of this line. Three stars had the time of my life. That's right. Man, which means... He had the time of his life. It's not three stars. The three stars is that's a decoy. Time of his yeah. life. Love. That is a man. What a great game that is. Re Village is so gosh dang good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Glad Kevin got a, got a beat on that. Now up next we got uh, our pal Chris, the old ass retro gamer. And he says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge on the PS5. All the hype is real. It's a fantastic beat 'em up that feels and looks retro, but has a lot of modern twists that I loved. And it's long too, not just six levels and done like the old days. Speaking to me, I just I love a nice long turtles experience. Deliver that to me, please. Man, speaking of long turtles experiences, my copy of this game finally just came in the mail from Limited Run after uh-huh. a half a year or so of uh, waiting for it. Man, mine's not here yet. Oh, well, they're apparently starting to ship some out, so keep your eyes peeled. All right. Next up here, we've got our buddy Bad Times, who just beat Batman Arkham Origins. It says, set on Christmas Eve, Batman is beset by assassins and blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. The story follows a younger Batman, more brash and easy to anger, more likely to make mistakes. I slept on this one back in the day, and that was the real mistake. This game is amazing. 
and perfect for the Christmas season. The snowy holiday-themed Gotham Island, which is about twice as big as Arkham City, is gorgeous as a backdrop to a tight, focused, and fun story. At 26% complete, there's still plenty to do, and more than enough thugs to put to sleep with my purple gloves of justice. (laughs) Well said. Purple Gloves of Justice sounds like it would have also been a good Prince album. <laughs> if it isn't one already, we should double check the discography. And speaking of Prince, we've got one here, Burger Champ. Okay. He finished uh, Stray. The cat animations are charming and the world, story, and side characters are fantastically realized and executed. The minute-to-minute gameplay is pretty dull and never really serves up much of a challenge. Still a recommend for those who want something short and easy, yet immersive in story and setting. Now, Steve, if I didn't know any better, I feel like he's saying that game is uh, pretty adequate. Yeah, I think he's saying it's darn adequate. And you know what? I agree. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's better than that, but you know what? It's Burger Champ. I'm going to let him have it. Let him have it. All right. Now we've done it. We went through. We talked about all your goddamn beats. Are you happy? All right. God. Now we can finally get to Brass Tacks to talk about all of our beats again. All the ones we beat this year we've already told you about. We're going to tell you about them again here in a different order, compressed into this next top five segment. We're going to be talking about our top five beats of the year. And uh, we got other superlatives. You know what, Steve? When it comes to this every single year, you know, I beat these games. I, I log them. I have them on my shelf. Uh, are you trying to pry your eyeball out? Are you okay? You're going to get the... I'm, you, I'm, I'm good, man. You know, sometimes that, that cat dander gets in there. You just got to work it out. Just You just keep rolling, buddy. Man, he's allergic to even beat tweets about cat games like Stray. He started itching <laughs> and coughing and having a fit. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, I, I, tell, I, I feel bad if I don't mention some of the games I really liked over the year. I feel bad for them. I'm like, what if I go back in that game room and they look at me and they're like, you didn't even... Did you bring me up? Did I come up? I'm like, I mean... <laughs> You were kind of you were kind of middle of the road. You you were you were standard for me this year. I yeah. I, you didn't really stand <laughs> out as really, if I'm being honest with you. So I did want to like mention some that uh, I liked. They didn't they didn't make the top five. You know, some mm, honorable mentions. Okay. okay, all right, hit me with them. Yeah, so some that didn't make my top five. I was really impressed by Crimson Skies on the Xbox. I think that's a great one to go back to. I think that one holds up quite well. If you remember, that was a. a an Xbox like uh, was it like a, de- a release? What do they call it? A uh, a first first game a uh, uh, mm. packed packed with game. What the fuck? is the a release <laughs> title? Release title? Uh, pa- it, no, it's a packed with. Yeah, it's a packed with. You know, it's one of those packed withs. Uh, Typing of the Dead had a lot of fun with that. Bro- got the oh, keyboard yeah. for that. Typed great it all. One, great up. One. Uh, you know, Uncharted Three. I think uh, I think a lot of folks. If you play Uncharted Two, then Three maybe. Three gets overshadowed. I t- I played three on an island. Hadn't played any of the ones around mm. it for a long time. Loved it. And Slay Away Camp, a game that you should still play, Steve. I gotta get to it. Uh, thanks to Top Spot for that one. So those were those were four that I thought you know you didn't make the top five, but goddamn, I loved you. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, if I were if you're talking about honorable mentions, so mine my top five beats are it's a good combination of games that i loved but also beats that i loved specifically the context of the beat sure a little bit of those it gets into the list but just some some banger games that i want to give a shout out to that don't show up f-zero x oh buddy what a great racer i had a ton of fun with that one great music super fun uh mole mania on game maybe my favorite game boy game at this point like just a ridiculously good game fun Uh, streams yeah had had an absolute blast with that one 
Guardian Legend, another one. An incredible NES oh, yeah. game. Great yeah. music. A ton of fun with that one, too. It's just I forgot you beat year. that one. That's Yeah, that's great. Just a good year for games all around. So there's a couple that deserve a little bit of extra love that didn't quite make the list. Yeah, and all I don't right. know about you. My list is mostly uh, retro stuff, so. Oh, mine's a good mix. Mine's a bit of a mix. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, uh, before I got one quick little superlative I want to throw out, um, most surprisingly not bad game, <laughs> Bad Boys Miami Takedown. Couldn't believe how competent of a video game that was, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you had yeah, you had good things to say about it. And I think about it a lot when I see it in lots and stuff now. I'm like, I don't know. Trap says that game's worth four bucks. I would play that game for four bucks. It has the it has the mouthfeel of janky licensed game, but it has the flavor of decent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense for sure. Oh man. Um uh, superlative for me then, real quick. Biggest letdown of a beat. Biggest biggest Oh no. Oh no was the B game. I was so ready for this. Oh, you I, I was ready to be on the forefront of Jasper culture. I was I was unearthing that bad boy. <laughs> I was going to sing it to the high heavens, buddy. B game's the next great hidden gem. But it turns out it's just a game for babies. It's just a little baby <laughs> game, and I was a little baby for playing it. Swing and a miss. Yeah, it took like three hours, and I played the whole thing because I have no respect for myself or anyone that comes to my Twitch stream. <laughs> Uh, we had a lot of fun dunking on it, and yeah. uh, that's what that's what it's all about. You know, I didn't have a lot of fun playing me and my Katamari on PSP. That was a terrible experience. And I love Katamari, <laughs> but with the PSP, it just did not jive at all. Skip that one, uh, hmm. folks. All right, now let's get into this top five. All right, my five, my number five, beat of the year, <laughs> is Medieval. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. You you were hot on that Medieval boy. Loved it. Was a little let down by the by the sequel. This is the year of the sequels. I I I got that one too. But Medieval was great. I am looking for. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but I'm looking for that PS4 remake version if I can get a hold of that. And yeah. uh, I'd like to run through the modernized reimagining of it all. I would love to do that soon, even. Heck yeah! Now after you were talking to me about that that game as a very high priority for next October spooky season. I was like, oh, man, nice. I, got, I got to get around to that one. He, That's a stream I'm sitting in the whole time. I'm riding shotgun <laughs> with you, trying to cu- <laughs> trying to pinch my lips together so that I don't give anything away, but just want to see how much you enjoy it while you play it. Probably no surprise for my number five here. Uh, a game that I, I think we didn't talk about too much on Polykill, but man, I've been talking this game up everywhere I can because it's just so weird. Slice and Hook Haunted Miniature Golf. So this was some the obscure, janky, Halloween, spooky-themed mini-golf game that I found for an October stream. And what I loved about it is I love, I love bringing a beat that I know for a fact no one else will ever beat again in the history of time. It's a one and done. And it was such a pleasant surprise that it was... It was like a great cheesy FMV game where you can do some mini golf too. Plus, it was yeah. absurdly difficult, so you get that satisfaction on top of it and being able to putt your way through. So, you know, any any golf game where your nine hole scorecard has seven hundred total strokes seems like it should be punishing. But I had so much fun with it that uh, I couldn't help but uh, put it on this list, tuck it in at number five, and say, "What a beat!" Man, that is what I barely remember you talking about. It's it's weird sometimes when you hear the top five and know like what resonated after, mm-hmm. like all these all these weeks and months later. Very good. Yeah. All right, my number four 
And again, I think I think maybe uh, Briz and I playing this and shouting it out on Twitter got at least I don't know four other people to play it. That's Phobia Saint Dinfina's Hotel. You'll never learn. You'll never know how to spell it. <laughs> you'll, you'll you can't Google it. You have to get lucky to find it. Yeah, but it's a really good game. It was really swinging above its weight class for a game that had international developer, you know, was not marketed really at all. I didn't know about it until we just saw it on our, you know, coming soon list. It caught my eye there. We, we managed to pick it up, play a little bit. It wasn't even our first choice to play that night. We wanted to play a different one, but uh, something janky about the download from like Game Pass or something was. Hmm. So we just went to our next option, which happened to be this fantastic you know, Resident Evil inspired spooky horror game that just knocked it out of the park. And, uh, some, some solid memories, uh, from that. Like one, I had a, dr- like I solved one of the puzzles in a dream and texted Brian about it. it was like, dude, I, I, I think I know how to solve this puzzle. It was <laughs> some weird, like, uh, divine intervention, but just a lot of cool memories from that one. And, uh, I'm hoping that other people catch on and play it before it becomes old hat. Yeah. Now, yeah, again, another one that you really talked up, uh, so much so that I bought a copy live on air while we were recording. Oh yeah, Dude, that's I got right. bad news for you. That copy never came in the mail. I had to get my money back from that eBay. Get out so of I here. still don't have a dang copy of this game. What? I know. I waited ah. a month and a half. I was like, "Give me the Dinfina," and they were like, "Where did it ship from?" We're trying. I don't know. Some Pennsylvania or something. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was like, "Well, the developers are in Brazil. Maybe it got held up in the canal." Like I don't know. <sighs> Who's to say? But I will track down a copy because you've made it sound so dang good. It's really good. My number four game, you know, I, I always feel good when I push through and beat these tough games, especially one as good as Super Punch-Out. Now, I loved me some original Punch-Out, and going into Super mm. Punch-Out, I was like, sometimes I go in, you're like, you're kind of dead set. You're like, I'm not going to like this game more than the one I already love a lot. Like it's, this is sort of settled law. I know what my favorite in this series is, but buddy, I came out of super punch. And I was like, I think this is the best punch out. I think this, I think this kind of <laughs> knocks the NES one out of the water. In my opinion, I had a ton of fun at this game. I think it is such a good pick up and play game. So much fun, so much variety and uh, really felt good to just keep practicing, learn all the fighters and, and see the incremental progress over time on what is, you know, now one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. Hell yeah, dude. Love to hear that. Man, you are you are hitting retro. Well, let me hit you with a retro one. My number three is going to be Ghost and Goblins. Now, is it a nice. good game? No, it's terrible. I gave it a four out of ten. <laughs> Just, I didn't even feel bad about it. But I feel like I have the authority to do that now. Yep. Because I beat it. I can hate it all I want. And I think it deserves it. It's not a well-made game. That's It's hard because it's bad. It's not – people love it because it abused them and they have Stockholm Syndrome. Or they did find a way to beat it, and by beating a game, sometimes you feel a little closer to it. Yep. You're like, you'll defend it. You'll be like, listen, I spent a lot of time with this game. How dare you badmouth it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? If it was so bad, then how did I beat it? Huh? Explain that. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Explain. Yeah, but this was a very memorable experience because it is a tough game. Yeah, it's so it's tough. Get, finally getting that win. Oh, come, you know, throwing the arms up, mm-hmm. letting that victory dance roll. You know, you know, you landed the last hit on the boss. Let that controller rest in the lap. You got your fist pointed toward the Lord, and you're just like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, dude! Another Halloween in the books." <laughs> That's so true, man. A lot of these classically difficult games that you come out on top of end up cementing themselves into the top five for sure. Yeah, you feel closer to them somehow. You do. You do get you make you get a little emotional connection. My number three, 
the game that I think I spent the longest on out of any game I played all year. So you know, of course, that Stockholm syndrome's here. Oh yeah, got that Absolutely. Ogre Battle '64. Ah, man, we were following is. the Ogre Battle saga for longer than probably it took the actual in-game characters to fight that entire war because it was a long one. But thankfully, the game was so well made, and I was enjoying the process, even though we had some painful hour and a half long setbacks and some battles and it really stretched on had to do a lot of uh you know making sure all my team was exactly set up correctly so i didn't get into too precarious of a situation and get too deep too far in with two weak characters but uh, i was proud i stuck it out i love my way through that game and uh I, I i would easily recommend it to anyone i think even though it is Ogre Battle, it is a very well-known franchise, I do think it is a game that a lot of people sleep on in the N64 library. And they, they think of it more as a collectible game than they do as like a playable game. And I'd like to see more folks check it out because it is, you know, it is a great RPG. Yeah, it sounded really good. I feel bad that Bones didn't get the didn't get the victory on that. You had to poor Bones. I can't remember how it, how it shook out. Did you Were you able to save Bones? Did Bones make it through all the way? The, the, save, the save well the, the save, save file for bones made is made the way all the okay. way through but uh okay good i, I had good. i had a chance where i was like man i could really use a backup save and i opted not to save over bones because you do not erase a legend out of history no you keep I bones know. around so yes bones bones saw through to the end even if i passed him and hand me the crown you know he still has a, a position in my court right bones if you're out there we got you we got you we saved you yeah uh so that was your longest game the game you put the most hours in this year? I am pretty sure. Let me just double check to make sure that that is true. Because you didn't finish The Lost no. Odyssey, right? It's actually my third most played game. Get out. Um, one of which will show up on this list, actually. But okay. It's close. Right. It's close. I was going to ask, because uh, I, I didn't play a ton of uh, really long games this year, if you could guess my longest game. Oh. I, I don't know that it's I, it's not it's not an obscure choice, but it's... It's maybe one that's fallen to the back of your mind a bit. Mm, Shenmue 2? No, no, that's close though. That's close. Because it was in the 20s of hours, but it was, oh, okay. uh, it was, it was Far Cry Primal. Oh, I don't know if I would have realized that that game was that long. So Yeah, I put, uh, put 27 hours into that bad boy. Dang, I thought of that as like maybe one of the shorter ones, but yeah, good to know. I, th- I spent a lot of time goofing. I mean, when, you're, when Trav's playing a Far Cry, he's, he's milking because he's just having a good time. I was loving it. Dude. Too busy beaming. I was fucking riding a saber-toothed tiger, <laughs> shooting a flaming arrow into a, like a mastodon. It was awesome. <laughs> that sounds There's nothing not to love about it. I did that for nine hours straight one night. So, <clears throat> just uh, I was just curious about that. So, um, my number two. Now, it's it's, it's kind of going to fall in the way of the last one. My Ghosts and Goblins is going to be uh, a classic uh, TMNT. I was waiting I for wrap. this one to show up. If yep. it didn't, I was going to call foul on you, buddy. Had to. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to beat that one. Uh, it was a childhood bully that we uh, we got to see through to the end. So, yep. so I loved it so much. I I kind of mastered it. Just start showing it off. Just showing off. Just showboating. Yeah. Just showing whoever wanted to see it. Let me see. <laughs> let me show you what I can do. I could do a no death run of this game. You became kind of the TMNT guy there for a while. People were like referencing your strategies and going to you for tips and stuff. Is like you you had a bit yeah. of a reputation after. Uh, so thoroughly trouncing that one. You know, obviously I, I referenced where I got my tips and strats from, but I was able to dumb those down even for people like me who were like, listen, I'm not a speed runner. Please 
you know, Ryu, we watch a lot of his streams. He's speaking at such a high level where he's yeah. like, yeah, you just skip through this. It's like, it's no problem. It's like, no, no, no. I need you. I need 20 minutes on this section. Yeah. That screen's going to need a real, we're going to need to zoom in, double click on that one and tell me in depth, every pixel of movement. Exactly. So I was able, and, and I found a few of my own tricks too, but uh, that was a good starting point. I do like his videos. He gives you the confidence and you take it the rest yeah. of the way is pretty yeah. much the way that goes. But it was, I was ex- so, super excited to beat this and it's, you know, there was a point where I tried playing the game for years where I thought, I remember thinking like, man, I just think it's too hard. And like, it's too hard in a way that I don't feel like I'll have the time to dedicate to beating it. Not that it's like impossible, but I like, I see this as a huge time sink to beat. So I'd already kind of written it off in my head to come around on that, get that home run, dude. That feels like, that's like a Disney story. They should yeah. do a documentary. I, Kurt Russell as me. <laughs> And let's do this. <laughs> yep, Kurt Russell is you. We can get a CGI Chris Farley as me. Yeah, and uh, we'll call it Miracle on Ness. <laughs> we'll do it. I, I don't know why I'm budging into your documentary, but I figured that I'd have a small part. I mean, I'd well, yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd be yeah. interviewed or something. Yeah, it's like a VH1 thing. You're right. Yeah, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, you know what? My number two, maybe a little bit of recency bias, but I don't care. I'm I'm unwilling to step off this podium. Altered now, Beast, man. Ultra I was going to say, it can't be Trevor McFur this year, because that was last year. That was last year, although maybe it leaks. We still have number one to go. Oh, yeah, that's hard, right. Hard to say. Uh, but no, Ultra Beast, you know what? I'm not above putting two middle fingers up in the air to all the polykill wow. haters and just saying, screw you guys. I I did the damn thing. I, I showed up when I needed to show up. and I Got uh, that legit beat. Yeah, no shame. No shame. All pride, baby. And uh, even though it's not like my favorite game of the year, I do think Alter Beast is a very good game. I think it's fun. Um, do you, now, do you think it's mediocre, or where would you rank it in our uh, our our average? Oh, I, I would at least call it okay. I'd at least call yeah. it okay. Yeah, I think it's okay too. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, Altered Beast. Man, I didn't expect that one to make the list, if I'm honest with you. I thought that was going to be a bit of a throwaway for you, like just a notch in the belt. But you're like, you're you're running around the arena with I'm, the belt. I'm riding that high, man. The adrenaline is still coursing through my veins right now. You know, if I redid this list six months from now, who knows? But in this exact moment, pff, I'm the Altered Beast. <laughs> you do seem like you changed since you beat that game. I will say that. <laughs> okay, my number one is Firewatch. Oh, what a good game. Yeah. What a good game. Oh, I love that game so much. And it's a game that I don't have in physical form. And uh, it makes no sense for me to have it now that I've already beaten it. But now I just want a piece of the game to keep. I loved it so much. I'm like, give me something that I can hug sometimes when I'm sad. I can't yeah. hug a digital copy of this fucking game. <laughs> but it's so expensive, Steve, and it's not getting any cheaper. I'm, I got I've got notifications set on eBay and Mercari. And anytime it comes up, whether it's the vinyl, which I don't really want, or the video <laughs> game proper, it's like, how about a thousand bucks for these? I'm like, how about no? How about just give it to me? Just a regular price. <laughs> just give it to me at a nice Christian price. It's Christmas. <laughs> so I probably won't own that, but I did love it so much. And if you've not played Firewatch, it is just, uh, you know, I don't want to use the pejorative walking simulator term, but it is a uh, first person experience. But it's 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 similar to Gone Home in that it it does very little to give you spooks and put you on edge, yet you will find yourself there for the duration, and yep. you'll be uh, exposed to a very, very interesting and enthralling story throughout. I was so impressed by it. I want to play more games like that. Unfortunately, the developer got sucked up into something and spit out somewhere else, so we might not see anything like it again, unfortunately. Yeah, but it is a great game. I do hope you get that Fizz edition at some point. I think that is a great number one. 
Good stuff. Thank you. Well, thank you, sir. I'm excited to hear what yours is. Now, I'm, I'm feeling like it's a long one. You've already alluded to that. Yeah. Do you want to like, take a guess? Do you want to take a stab? Let me take I, a I'll stab. T- I'll tell you this. Uh, my number three at 59 hours was Ogre Battle 64 in terms of total hours played. Mm-hmm. My number two was Ring Fit Adventure at 65 hours. Oh, okay. And so this is my number one. It's above 65 hours. I mean, I, my, my hunch... Is this Dragon Age? Oh, I think that was last year. Was that last year? That was last year, yeah. What did you play forever this year that I didn't really know about? Now, this one's kind of a trick question because those hours were densely packed. Mm. Maybe that's maybe that's a bit more of a hint to nudge you. I'll give you one more guess. Oh, man, densely packed. Oh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, buddy. Of course. Number yeah. one. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah. yeah. I feel silly. That should have been my first guess. There's a million reasons that Elden Ring is my number one. Easily one of the best games of the year. I don't know if it's my absolute number one game of the year, but it is certainly knocking at the door and in contention at this point. Uh, but even more than that, in terms of our top beats, what a shared community beat this was, oh, yeah. right? Like this, it, the game took over the internet but it definitely took over the entire discord so much so that you had to make a roped off section and say perverts <laughs> funnel in get out of it's here. still active it, now yeah. it's just the from software channel I, I threads in discord are amazing you can just funnel people with si- similar niche interest out of the mainstream and into their little hidey hole where it, it goes on forever and it's very fun to witness i'm, I'm into it there's just no there was no better feeling there is no better feeling than when everybody's kind of working at the same problem together everyone's learning new things seeing new things Sharing ideas, builds, locations, stories, all like strategies, a million different things. Everyone, it seems like, was hopped in there and, and doing either playing the game or just kind of basking in the glow of everyone else who was playing it. So it mm. was it was so much fun to be kind of like swept up and a part of that wave that went through the community. And I uh, I loved it. It's also an incredible game. Absolutely, man. Uh, so real quick, uh, we had some, you know, we got, we got some end of the year, uh, goals that we were trying to accomplish. Now, I already did knock out my yearly goal. I was able to beat a game for every year I was alive. Okay. All yep. 30 goddamn eight of them, I think. Uh, which was fun. Now, did, you've, you've converted. You, you finished a game earlier that yep. got you yep. through. Yep. We clutched it on like December 23rd, but we definitely finished up the list, one for every year. All right. We knocked that out. Now, what did you think of that experience as a whole, comparing it to last year? We've already kind of summarized it somewhat, but last year we played a game on every console we owned. This year we didn't, you know, one for every year. Somewhat similar, somewhat different. Did you come away feeling like you got to play a, some games that you wouldn't have touched otherwise? I I think it helped me prioritize some I wouldn't have touched otherwise. The first challenge, the Every System Challenge, that one felt like it took a lot of effort, and especially for some of those systems, you really had to try both yeah. to even sometimes just hook up the system, but also to find <laughs> yeah. a game that you can beat on the system. I think this year's challenge, for me at least, happened a little more naturally. I didn't even think about the challenge, honestly, for like the first half of the year. Same. And, and stuff just kind of naturally was falling into place. It wasn't until, you know, of the 34 years I had to do. I was down to maybe 15 before I started paying attention and having to focus in on a few of them. Uh, but all in all, I was I I enjoyed the focus that it gave me. It pushed me to play stuff like Golvelius that I've been wanting to play for a really long time. Yeah. Finally put a little Golvelli in that belly. 
Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it was a game that I really enjoyed. Honestly, it could have been an honorable mention for my top five beats. I thought it was oh, really, yeah. really quite good. But yeah, I, I like this challenge as a, a little, it, to my mind, a little more of a chill version of the every system challenge. What about you? Yeah, I, I, similar. I feel about the same. It actually made me end up beating about the same number of games both years because I have about the same amount of, I get a system for every year of my life. <laughs> pretty much. That, that's a good way to be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think uh, it did get me to play some games, especially toward the end when I had to squeeze to find some that fit that certain criteria, like Bonk's Adventure. Really wanted to play it, but really needed that push. Got that push. That's what the challenge is all about. You know, play, get some of these goddamn games played. Don't let them just sit there, you idiot. Uh, all right, so so we, we beat that. Now, I had another uh, thing. My goal was like just to beat more sequels. Uh, yeah. because I, I kind of gotten in the habit of not and just kind of cracking open a new franchise and playing a game and then cracking open another one, never getting that follow up. Uh, but I did, I run through, uh, you know, a couple of the metal slugs, wrapped up the dead space, wrapped up, uh, the final fights, knocked out the costume quest, got the medievals, did some fatal frames, went through the uncharted's, worked on a little bit of the old Shinmu. Mm-hmm. So I, I did make a, a lot of progress on that, um, on that front. And I'll continue to do that. I think I'm going to try to hone in on more franchises and just just run through them as opposed to cracking open the new shiny thing I've not touched yet. Like yeah. instead of you know instead of moving over to the to the Lufia, let's stick with Breath of Fire for a minute and wrap those up, and then yeah. step and then do, don't don't. I, I like that in this example you chose nice long RPGs that you'll definitely play. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Good stuff. Well, you know what? I think you did pretty good on that challenge, all in all. And it's good if you're going to keep that spirit moving forward. I think that'll be good for you, too. Yeah. Uh, so my first goal last year was it was actually kind of a two part goal, speed run focused. Uh, one, I said I wanted to learn a new speed run. And two, I said I wanted to improve my time in eco. Uh, I did kind of learn the new speed run. I'm sort of winning on technicality here. Because I, when I played a game called Elekhead earlier in the year, I looked up the speedrun for that game and it was like three minutes long. Because one of those games where if you know what oh, to yeah. do, you can just beat it. So I did technically learn that route and I did a whole, you know, a day's worth of attempts just to have some fun with it. So that's the only game I really speedran other than Eco this year. So it's like, yeah, I can hand in the test and I'll get enough points to pass the class, but I don't know if that really necessarily achieved my <laughs> yeah. goal there. Uh, but either way, and improving my eco time, I did do. I brought it down by almost a full minute. Haven't played in it in a while, but you know, I also got to go be on the couch for games done quick. Oh, that and was Sancho awesome. did his yeah. run. So all in all, you know, between that and my PB, him setting a new world record, it was just a good year for eco all around. So I think that one slam dunk right there. Man, I don't think I, I told you the story. Of I know I didn't. Uh, but when you were on the couch. Uh, I was driving to uh, an improv rehearsal and we had to move our spot to a different location. And I was in a, a, an area of town I wasn't familiar with. And before, like on the way there, my I got my belly didn't feel good. Aww. And I was like, oh, no. And I had you like playing in the car. I couldn't really watch what was going on. I was just listening. And uh was like, oh, God, I got to I got to stop somewhere. I, I can't go to rehearsal uh, w- w- with the squirtle bum. I got to get <laughs> I got to stop. I got to stop. And so I swing into this like. Uh, it's like a half Gulf 66 gas station, half Burger King, half Little Caesars. Like they're trying to kill you. Like there's nothing in there that you're <laughs> supposed to walk out of. And so naturally the bathroom in there was already firebombed. 
and it's so just destroyed. It's a fallout just a, bathroom. Seriously. So I watched uh, that in there while uh, evacuating most of my insides. I did a little little sit and sweat for about fifteen minutes and, <laughs> and soaked it in. And I got to say, you guys made me feel better. It was I'm very glad. good. That's I that exact that. situation is the exact thing we were hoping to help out with. So <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, I can't separate the two. When you say eco now, like that's all I think about is that. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, like I have PTSD from it. It's seared in my brain. Like, yeah, I remember, I remember the last time I saw that game. Uh, I don't know how to segue from that. Oh yeah, stream more. That is funny. <laughs> that was a real easy segue, actually. <laughs> That's a good segue right it. there. I did say I would stream more. It was a kind of a, a small goal. I always get inspired by what Blink's doing because he makes it look so easy. Uh, so I did it uh, twice. Now, if you you can count the the uh, you can count the gosh dang. Um, the, the show live shows that we did. Yeah. We did a few showcases. We did a couple of poly kills and then did a couple charity streams, uh, which was fun. I never actually sat down and like did like a full, like a deliberate, just on my own for no good reason uh, stream. But the reason that I really wanted to do that was for performance sake, really, just to kind of scratch that itch of, you know, doing something and having an audience. Mm-hmm. And um, I think improv has kind of scratched that itch for me. So I, I don't yeah. feel like I need to really do that via stream, but I still would like to every now and then. Sometimes I get a wild hair and I'm like, let me just fire it up, stream a little Attack of the Killer Tomatoes on NES for nobody. See who shows up. <laughs> people people are hungry for more Attack of the Killer Tomatoes content. You'd be surprised, man. That fan base mm-hmm. underserved. Yeah. And that'll make your belly hurt too. Those guys, they're rough. <laughs> yeah. They are. Well, you know what? Kudos again. Another kind of you won on technicality because you did use charity streams and stuff. So good on you. But uh, yeah, yeah, keep thanks. keep it as a tool in your tool belt, man. Every now and again, just yeah. whip one out. You don't got to make it a regular thing, but give the people what they want every so often. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll see what I can. All do. right, man. I gotta tell you, we're coming up on some disappointments here. I got I got a couple of goals. You are not gonna be proud of me for. Next goal, I wanted to beat. 50% of my games, handheld games. All right. I proudly declared it year of the handheld. All right. I came yeah, in. You did. I remember I, that. You're, blustering you're is hard. the word I would use. Yeah. Went hard. Went yeah. hard. Oh, did, did not achieve that. 36 out of the 118 games I've beaten this year so far were handhelds. Uh, I got to say, at the fir- during the first half of the year, I was keeping really good pace. I was about 50 50 up through June or so. And then it fell off of a cliff. And uh, that'll mm. make. Uh, th- that's because I added some stuff, like I added sort of a new goal halfway through the year. I wanted to beat all my N64 games. That really brought that number down because it turns out the N64 is not handheld. None of the N64 games are handheld. All, none wow. of them. They're wow. all console games. You needed that N64 uh, Wii U version. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I, I had a slightly better percentage of handheld games this year compared to last year, but not that much higher. All in all, I think not as much handheld as I was hoping for, but... At least in the first half of the year, we did good with handheld stuff, so that's all good. The other challenge I had was I beat 123 games last year. I wanted to beat fewer games because I wanted to play more long games. I wanted to focus a little more on the RPGs and the meaty boys. You beat some uh, meat, though. <laughs> I, I did, but they're distractions. I'll, I'll be honest. So I have finished 118 games. Of those, only five of them are like RPGs, like longer-ish RPGs. Elden Ring, Ogre Battle, Pokemon Arceus, Dragon Warrior 2, and Live Alive. Beyond that, I think I kind of whiffed it. In fact, of the 118 games that I finished, only 22 of those were 10 hours or longer. All the rest of them were under 10-hour games. So 
despite my best efforts, I slid right back into my old ways and I just started knocking out four, five, six hour games. I can't help it. Hey, that's okay. It's beat a product of streaming, man. That when you stream three it. times a week for three hours a day, a game that takes two to three hours to beat is so appealing. Because you're like, just tuck that right into a stream and then I'll be good to go. And so that really kicks that number up quite a bit. Don't you have a long stream night? Make it Tuesdays. Tuesdays is a long night. Wasn't that, wasn't that true for a bit? Mm, it, that like that a, was the goal, yeah. But uh, yeah. Some, sometimes I get sleepy. What can I say? I, I hear you there. I hear you there. I did want to point out that uh, cause I was looking at some of my stats here. I, so far, I've beaten 74 games this year, and that's going to go up because I'm about to light up Family Feud on <laughs> NES after this <laughs> and Hollywood Squares, just to wrap up some of that uh, some of that garbage. But um, I, I did beat most games. Uh, most of the games I beat this year were on the NES. 16% of the games I beat were on the NES. 12 no surprise to anybody on this earth. No. Uh, no. But then I, a, a three-way tie for second place. All right. Seven beats apiece between the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. Well, Xbox One coming in strong there. Dang. I know. I didn't. I uh, couldn't believe it myself. But you think about, you know, some Trek to Yomi was part of that and Costume Quest 2. Most of the digital stuff that I rarely play, but I played there. Good stuff, man. I, I like it. I didn't have too many big systems. You know, N64 was one of my most common Genesis has been one of my most common. PS4 actually one of my most common with all the trophy hunting stuff. So, uh, pretty pretty typical stuff for me. But yeah, I no surprise to see you rocking the the NES games there. Hell yeah, dude! And all then right. the last thing I added on at the very end is sort of a, a tacked on goal. I want to beat more games than I buy by the end of the year. I've been tracking this after the gifts I received for Christmas. As of this moment. Buddy, I'm dead even. I'm square oh. at zero positive, zero negative. Very so, good job. From this day through the 31st, I just I just got to beat a few more than I buy. Got to hold strong, not use any of those gift cards for the next hand for the next week or so, and then That's just tough. beat two, three games. And uh, and that it'll be the first year in my life that I can think of ever since I've had disposable income, where sure. I finished more than I purchased. So man, I'm oh, in the oh, hole on that by a lot. By a lot. I mean the whole. I'd be curious to know your number. Look it up sometime. Uh, it's it's seriously probably like three hundred bought to seventy four beat. Like we're it we're not close. That that's a typical year for me, honestly. <laughs> we're not we're not close. But uh, all right, I think it's gonna wrap it up now, folks. Uh, I know you're thinking, uh, wait, what's next year's challenge? Because podcast is gonna come out and there's gonna be days where it's not. you know what, any game that you beat before the next episode uh, will probably fit somewhere in the next challenge. Okay, yeah. you're not beating off or not the next challenge, but it's gonna be it's gonna be good. You're gonna fit it right in there. Uh, I think a lot of you have already started on this challenge, not even known about it. I've seen <laughs> I've seen it going around. Uh, we got a few wrinkles that we're gonna add to it. And we're also going to introduce. Uh, you'll be excited about this. You'll find it in the uh, in the old show notes. Uh, next episode, we're going to have a master spreadsheet. Uh, we're all going to contribute to that. Uh, you can add yourself to that sheet once we get it going uh, until it becomes absolute uh, upheaval and chaos, and then uh, most people probably stop using that. But we'll start out with it. We'll see how yeah. far it goes, see what people think about that. Uh, be a good way to track everyone and everyone participate, try to knock out some of these fun goals. But with that, I think that's going to wrap up our last episode of this year, 2022, Steve, unless you got something else about 2022 you want to bring to bear right here before we close her out. No, I want to end her on a positive note. We had 59 good episodes, all of them in 2022, none of them in any previous years. And uh, I'm quite pleased with the, the quality of output. We had 59 episodes this year? Oh, yeah. We started exactly January 1st, 2022. Did you forget that already? <laughs> 
<laughs> I did. I yeah. did. Uh, but, you know, you're right. A lot of, lot of great episodes in this here back catalog. And I'm um, looking forward to a full year of more fun episodes. You're going to have a baby somewhere in the mix yeah. there of 2023. So we'll have to figure out a way to sidestep that and, uh, and see <laughs> if uh, we can drag you out of the hospital into the mic room. Get you, get you back on that podcast. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Comes. That's a problem for 2023, Steve. <laughs> well, 2022, Steve, it's been a pleasure. And uh, everyone, please uh, listen to all the podcasts, do all the stuff, keep on beating on, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.